say it's chocolate, it'll kill you, but I feel like the amount of chocolate to the size of you is probably not that serious. Me and Eric were talking about that yesterday, too. (laughs) Look at him trying to go behind me. Okay, are you done? Okay. second door (laughs) has arrived. (laughs) Bitch. So, hey, friends. That's going to sound like it's you, and that's my favorite. Oh, this heavy breathing. <laughs> it's hey, Mel Gibson. He's here. We have a guest. Mel Gibson, you old dog. No, don't call me Mel Gibson. He's a good boy. No, buddy. Chill. <laughs> it's gone. Mm-hmm. He's a moose. <laughs> Lay down. Here, you want to you wanna play with this? Here. Oh, wait. There's No, there's too much chocolate on it. I mm-hmm. can't. Here. Hey, here you go. Go nuts, man. Have it. Don't eat it. No, it's already gone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't do oh, it over no. me. Go on the couch. Or oh, go on the thing. no. Ew, this is so gross, mm-hmm. this noise. And your whole skull's moving. Okay, that's enough. Go lay down. No, there's that's no more. It, ma'am. He said that's all. Ravian, there's no more. Come on. We're trying to be professional. Thank you. I mean, trying to do a thing. I don't know. <laughs> so, this is going to be an episode where we start and go 20 minutes off the rails before we get to the story. But you know what? Who cares? We got shit to say. I have things I have to tell you. So, number one, I'm playing volleyball yesterday. And <laughs> so, like, I'm not great, right? And I think you're spectacular. I've gotten better. That's wonderful. But like, I'm not great. And usually, shut up. He also disagrees. Don't put your, don't say that thing to my friend. <laughs> so, I like usually now my problem is is I won't go for a ball because I know it's going to be bad. But then everybody thought I was, and they don't get it. Well, so it's the third game we play three games, and I I make them call my name if they're going to set and like say my, say my name. name exactly. Say my name. So I hear my name, I hit the ball over the net, the guy hits the ball right back at me, and I was Oof. like, don't hit it back Marcia at me. Marsha Brady style? No. I was like, don't hit the ball back at me, and I hit it, and then everybody is, they didn't hit it back, and everybody's cheering, and I'm like, <laughs> I can, I've hit the ball over the net before, <laughs> and I didn't even get it until everybody's walking off the court, because it was the game point, and we won. <laughs> And I just didn't know. I was you so angry. You just got a point. I was like, how very dare you hit this ball immediately back at me? I'm not built for that. And I just thought that they were like the most condescending so assholes dick. ever. And they're like, oh, yeah, she did it. No, I just won the game. That was Congratulations. All thanks. And then. Here's where things get crazy. <laughs> it really does. So this morning, I'm living my best life. Sleeping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's what, like eight? 30? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I hear my phone make a noise, and my little thing didn't vibrate, so I'm like, okay, it's not a text. And then Ruffian's going nuts, and I'm like, what is it? And I look, and on my phone, it says my DoorDash order has arrived that I ordered in my sleep. I ordered it <laughs> so well that I managed to order more than $12 worth to make sure the delivery was free. That's why I got 40 fucking Timbits. I'm not going to eat those. But if it's under $12, you pay extra. Does this make you rethink the sleepwalking murders? No. <laughs> Who did I kill? I got you a muffin. I am a good, I'm a do-gooder in my but if sleep. if you weren't. No. Right? Because no. a vibration woke you up. Yeah. Surely the screams of somebody dying beneath your 
blade would have yeah. also. And I know I was having a dream, partly about people trying to kill my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but and he was he was smaller than his head in my dream. I had to keep holding him in my bosom. But then I was like, okay. In my dream, I'm like, I didn't really eat hardly anything yesterday, and I didn't eat anything before I went to bed. And Ellen's gonna come over, and we're gonna record, and we're gonna drink, and we're gonna be hungry. And I don't like. At what point would we get food? And last time we recorded, we didn't eat, so we didn't drink right away, and it was no fun. And then I wake <laughs> up, and fucking Tim Hortons is on my porch. Glorious. Never in my life. I have no recollection. All of it. I want to do, desperately, is like log into your DoorDash and like have things sent at random times, so you think you've been ordering your sleep the whole time. I mean. <laughs> I, this could be a thing. Now maybe my sleep brain has realized I can do it. And they're like, fuck you. You want ice cream, bitch? We're getting food. It's like the most bizarre collection of shit. Fucking 40 Timbits <laughs> and a muffin. Yeah, when in the world have you ever eaten 40 Timbits? I had to make it $12. Hmm. And so the even fact- in your dream, you knew. Yes. <laughs> even in my sleep-addled brain, I was like, if you don't hit the $12 mark. I, ended, I paid like $14. I would have paid more because I saved like $7 because I got 40 fucking Timbits. That's amazing. And then some, I don't like the ones that they put in. And then they put mm-hmm. the good ones at the bottom. I mean, it was a delicious muffin. And there was no jelly. Oh, cold muffins. Cold Tell muffins. Tell the people. Oh my God. I've never had a fridge muffin before. Absolutely put your muffins in the fridge. Delicious. Congratulations. You've done it. <laughs> it looks very hydrating, but I hope it's also vodka. Oh, it's vodka and um, energy drink. You know, oh, spaghetti. The most healthy. <laughs> Getting ready for the day. I am. Morning. Okay. Now yours. No, I don't have a story. What I have to tell you, what I want to talk to you to, to talk to the people is Cyril Wecht. Oh, bitch. I forgot. Don't forget. It's, I know you desperately <sighs> want to push it out of your brain, but maybe once we've talked I about literally, it, we literally, we literally just said that's what we're going to do. And I was like, you said something about a skin disease. Oh, tell yeah. me about it. I got a skin disease. But I skipped him over don't entirely. you don't you dare god damn it well Forget you you him. you say the things and i'll chime in because i'm so livid. there's an old tiny theater nearby and i had well one time i'd applied for a job there and i thought that the manager was dead but i left i didn't call the police i just left um oh yeah, i think he was asleep i don't know he may have been dead i may have seen my first dead person irrelevant so um, first have you seen others Oh, yes, definitely. I was there when my grandma died. No, I mean that you don't know. Oh, have I, have I happened upon? No, yeah. I've never happened upon another corpse. Okay. I imagine I will. It feels like something. It'll be mine when you oh, come over and the no. dog's killed me. You know what? Well, I guess. Look, I'm, he's digging my grave right he now. He just wants to, like, re- change the covering. Um, I did, does it count if it's covered? No. Okay, so I, I saw one hit by a car corpse in Turkey, and then I've never... That I somebody got shot or something at the casino. And oh I yeah, saw and you saw yeah. No, they, it's just like a happen upon. Anyway, so this is this very old theater, and I yeah. some point got signed up for their emails. I think I saw some like Beatles tribute band or something. And I get this email, and it's Cyril Wecht, forensic pathologist, coming to talk about his most famous cases. He's worked on JFK. He's got thoughts on Jean Benet Ramsey. Blah, blah blah. And I'm like, oh my god, bitch, we gotta go to this. So I buy tickets, forty dollars a piece. Thank God, not more than that. Still too much. St- way too much. So we get there, and there's we, we get this excellent popcorn. I will say, oh god, that shit was, was so good. I want it more in my life. And then we're wandering in, and there's like a bar there, glorious ciders, or tea. We got tea, um, spectacular. So we're sitting, and we realize that we are bringing down the mean age of the crowd by like twenty years. Yes. So okay, we also realize, and that we're we, in our late thirties. I just want to make everybody aware correct. that that's how old the audience was. Yes. And everyone was very old, 
and also very very white extremely the whitest like even their clothes were white i have i walk in my mind and i know this isn't true i've walked in and everyone is head to toe white and like those suits like when they oh no oh what were you gonna say like when you picture i feel like there's a painting or something where people are like at a park and there's like croquet or tennis or something and they're all like the guys in a white suit and like a tiny though yeah 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 no i don't picture that i picture more like heaven's gate Oh, well, they wore purple and black. But do you know what I mean? Like, the mm. same outfits everyone's Just, in. Just, it's a cult. It, yes. Mm-hmm. So, we have a seat. Everyone, because they're so old, their phones are on, like, ringtone a million, and they are, like, everything's enormous, you know, when you go to text, and, like, only two words fit mm. on the screen. Two letters. Yeah, exactly. So we're like, oh, God, what is this going to be? Ha ha, old people. Um, hold on, though, it gets worse. So, they... Are, there are two introductory gentlemen. The first guy comes out and he's like a radio host. And he was like, fine. I don't know. He, he was just like, silhouette in a couple of minutes. And then he introduced, yeah, he didn't say much. No. And then he introduces this other guy. Now this other guy comes out and he's got jokes for days. And doesn't he think that he's hilarious? His opening joke was anti-Native American. His follow-up joke, well, no, I guess that was during the... Well, no. So the anti-American, or anti-American, anti-Native American joke was using pejorative Native American Correct. slang, but the joke was more about Elizabeth Warren, for those Regardless, you have not delivered it well. Nope. If you're trying to say that Elizabeth Warren did a disservice to Native Americans, you too, sir. No, I think she... She was, said that she, she was, was part, right? Yeah. But so now he's also, if he's saying, look, look how disrespectful she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... That passes, and we're like, oh, oh, God, oh. We're, like, grabbing each other's thighs yeah, oh and my arms, God. like. That meme of, like, when you and your friend, I, I can't, ugh. it was, yeah, I think I still have bruises from how tightly we were clasping each other. It was horrific. But, you know what, God damn it, we've got this popcorn, and we are drinking tea. And it's just the host. Like, he's just, just starting it. We didn't. I didn't even know he was the fucking host. Yeah, I thought he, he was the opening guy. I thought this is the opening act, and what an odd choice. Because Cyril is old and probably had Correct. to, like, pee or something. Oh, the, because the first guy was like, Cyril will be up here. And I was like, he's probably climbing the stairs as we speak. And somebody just went past him. He's 90. So then there's two chairs on the stage and this fucking guy sits down and we're like, oh Christ, here we go. Oh Christ church, here we go. And so Cyril comes out and he sits down and he's like, ah, Buffalo, I went to school here. Sucks dick. Not really, but like literally that's what he was saying. Oh, it's the worst place. People go here to die. Ha ha ha. Wasn't that a funny joke? And crickets from the crowd. Even the old people, even the racist old people are like, that wasn't You don't funny. fuck with Buffalo. Don't you come for us. Uh-uh. Till we call for you, Cyril. And we Absolutely. have not called. We have not. <laughs> we shan't be now. And you won't hear the phone ring anyway unless it's on a million. So. I says to him, huh? That's 100%. And I says to the guy, I says, that's 100% what this whole thing is set out to be. Now, we've been here for 10 minutes. We're already like. So, no, wait. Hang on. Do you want to leave? So, this is what we thought it would be. Like, let's give them what we thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we thought, okay, so you are a forensic pathologist, right? Welcome. And you have, you look at autopsies done, you've done autopsies, whatever. And I'm like you've analyzed, in my mind, when you're at the top levels, I imagine you get all the, I realize that a forensic pathologist probably is like, I'm in the cell center and I yeah. do this. But when you're at the top level and you're con- um, consulting on cases, I imagine you get all of yep. that data. So you're not processing anything. You're getting all of the data and you're making informed decisions, God. Also, for the record, if you don't know who he is, if you've watched any true crime thing about anything remotely famous, like if you see his picture, you've probably seen him in a, like a talking head. Mm-hmm. But so we, so he starts talking about- like the aliens guy. He's just like ubiquitous yeah, in yeah, that yeah. world. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave the first two bits for you. Oh, but 
So he starts talking about JFK and his disagreement with the Warren report. And okay, so this is what I would expect if I were him, this is how I would present. And I would say, okay, so the Warren report found based on this bullet hole and this trajectory and this, this, this is what they said. Mm -hmm. This is why I, I think this, because based on this, this, this. So you're just comparing this, 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 you mean evidence, evidence, evidence. Yeah. Like a bullet hole, a a bullet casing, a. Yeah. Other trajectories I've seen. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you just compare and you say why you think that because your argument is, is that you're an expert. Mm -hmm. And if, again, the argument a lot with the Warren report is that it was maybe shady, but you still lead with they found this and that's why. And based on what I look at, this is what I see. That's what we expected because that's how you present science. Go on. Correct. So what we end up receiving is not, I said to him, I says, there's no way that this Warren report is real. And man spread for days. Oh, yeah. The, fuck out of the CIA, you know, the five five of the CIAs, they didn't like them. Yeah. There was four to five CIA agents involved in this thing. What the fuck? Like, let's say that he was shot by two different shooters. That doesn't tell me that there were five CIA agents involved. What evidence do you have to support this? And now I realize that there's conspiracy theorist websites and there are websites that have analyzed actual evidence. Who is this Babushka woman? I have a ton of questions. But... Yeah. You, you can't say that you are a forensic pathologist the same way that we measure what we measure and we report on only that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a third variable, but we say there may be a third variable and we don't surmise what that might be. Yeah, you should just be like, there were this many gunmen. Correct. Or based on the bullet casings. Yeah. Or located the, where they yeah. were. Yeah. Like, there's, there, these bullets came from two separate guns. Clearly, look at the stratification. Like, spiration, what are the... Blah, yeah. Like, you... There's just none of it. Hello? Like, none He of said it. one thing, and he was like, oh, they said the bullet went in and then came out, and the, the science we got from that is bullets don't do that. Yeah. Like... But wait. So this is where, before he gets into JFK, which is really what the linchpin was for me, and we sat there for a second, because we're like, maybe well, JFK would be, like, redeemable in some way. So they start with the, the host, who's a dickhead, was like, oh, so, like, Jeffrey Epstein... And he's Good like, evening, I'm Dick Head, your host for tonight. <laughs> basically. And he was like, well, obviously Epstein didn't kill himself, blah, blah, blah. And he starts talking about the whatever with the throat. The, the hyoid. Yeah. And then uh. the guy goes, I don't know if the guy said it or he said it. I think the guy said it. He's the like, oh, yeah, and Bob Who Saget. The, oh, no, hold on. I want to go somewhere else first while well, you're on the Epstein thing. So he's going, who was the, uh, who was the pimp? For Epstein, the pimp for Epstein. Oh, anyone know the pimp for Epstein? Oh, Ghislaine. Yeah. So the the crowd goes Ghislaine Maxwell, like Gilan. Even the people who are interested are not that interested at this point, except for the bitch in front of me. She was taking notes hard. She was writing down everything verbatim. So she, which I know is verbatim, it's the whole thing. So she, somebody says out Ghislaine Maxwell, and he goes, "That's appropriate, Ghislaine." He spent ten minutes. He's like, "I like it, Ghislaine." Jizz. Yeah, we get it. We understand fucking jizz. We get When's it. the last time Hilarious. you've jizzed, sir? Yeah. Nobody's fucking you. <sighs> Probably is just dust. I, oh, that, I was like, where the fuck are and we? And I love a good jizz joke, but somehow it was just not presented in a way because also you're talking about children. Correct. Yeah, like maybe child rape is not the yeah. place to like trafficking jizz jokes. Yeah. So then he goes, oh yeah, and I know there's some speculation about Bob Saget and how he died. Okay, this is America's father. I live for Full House. I've watched Fuller House. He, I've heard all the stories I've heard. He has a very dirty sense of humor, but mm-hmm. he is a very good man. But also my understanding is that the report says 
that he had sustained a head injury. Didn't know it was serious, went to sleep. No time period. And now I will present to you that people can have like TIAs. They can have these mini strokes and not know for decades until you have something else go on. And then you find out. Mm -hmm. So at some point during his life, as have I, he hit his head. That's what I know. And that that resulted in... Him falling asleep and not waking up. A series of... Unfortunate events. Brain-related events that caused sufficient damage for him to not wake up. So this guy goes, so they said that he hit his head. There's no blood in the in the hotel anywhere. I've his, seen pictures. Everything's immaculate. He's There's like, no his way. headboard is cushioned. So obviously, obviously. The finest carpets, he says. <laughs> obviously, it was a homo or heterosexual liaison yeah situation that went bad that's why his family doesn't want people to talk about it and doesn't obviously what like oh nothing's obvious and then you're throwing homo and hetero like what you're such a piece of shit that's awful yeah and this bitch in front of us is taking notes and then she's gonna go because she was one of the youngers she was probably i thought she was like 45 with botox Oh, I just, I got a little girl, maybe because she was just taking notes like she's a moron. An idiot, yeah. But she's taking notes, and now she's going to go and be like, oh my god, this world-renowned forensic pathologist said Bob Saget's gay, and the CIA fucked J- JFK while he was swimming in the pool. Not, aside from the two seats we were occupying, not a singular critical thought going on in the whole place. Just accepting But these also, these fact. people weren't laughing, really. Also, which is odd. I agree. You get people like, so they're blindly listening and whatever, and that's fine. And a lot, a lot of people... Probably not very science-minded, went there, and it's okay for them. Well, he did allude to the fact that his audience is not very science-minded when he was like, oh, anybody who studies forensics, obviously not anyone in this room. I'm like, wow. Whoa. How do you know, like, that college students wouldn't plan a trip here? 100% I would. But maybe now, knowing what I know, I would never. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you're a real forensic pathologist, are you like, yeah, I know, Cyril Wacht, he's, you know, everybody thinks he's so great, but he's really not that smart. Like... He's also so bad, so he starts talking if about Zimbardo how... If was racist, would you go to his talks? No. Right? No. Like, there's not a chance. Mm-mm. Um, he, go- he says out loud, what did he say? Um, he oh, says fuck. to us, he says... I just had a thought and it left me. Oh. Oh. So he says that he's been working with um, the Colin Kaepernick something fund. Oh, yeah. Where they... Colin! In- Colin Kaepernick, he yeah. said. Where they investigate uh. suspicious deaths that happen in police custody or, like, shootings or whatever. And I'm not even fucking kidding you. If he wouldn't have led with Kaepernick's name, I would have thought that he was trying to vindicate the the yes. cops and probably the white men that... Yep. Like, what the fuck? You're very clearly doing that to, like, help an image that because I didn't know was him, sour. That's all he has. Well, because why? Like... Like, I just, I, I was disappointed, one, because, like, I don't want people to be so shitty and mm-hmm. be okay with it. And be on tour. Stop spouting your And getting paid for hatred. it. For Who what? Who is that guy? He was, like, a, an MC, I feel like, in Chicago or something. Yeah. Like, he wasn't from the area, thank God. Oh, my God. It was just very sad. It Like, it we left. We walked out and went and got drunk and it got sunburns. Yeah, it was glorious. Sitting outside. But, like, I just don't want people to be so shitty. And there is the argument like, oh, you know, they're older and the generations. And sure, but even if you think that, shut the fuck up about it. And don't go on a public platform and yep. say what you think. Just shut up and talk about it in private and mind With your, your other fucking business. And don't you have a handler or something that's like, listen, the climate, the zeitgeist currently is one shut of the fuck up if you're an old white man and diversity. Yeah. And this is not 
the sort of thing that we say. This is not, these aren't funny jokes. Like, somebody had to have read that material in advance, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe they just pull it out of their assholes. We're, oh but God. we pull our shit. You know what? We pull shit out of our ass all the time. And are we ever just rogue racist with well, a joke? That's my Mel Gibson. That's my yeah. whole thing. Well, that's exactly. You don't, it doesn't matter. Mental illness, drunk. Mental illness. Give me some LSD or whatever makes people spout off. I, there's nowhere in that I would purposefully be racist. I'm sure I said something incorrectly, mm-hmm. accidentally, but it was never from a place of malice. And like, these were... You're making jokes. Yeah. Like, you're trying to... Oh, God in heaven. So I don't know what happened for the other hour of that fucking talk. We went right out of there. Goodbye. So he's famous, and we have three listeners. Tell oh, the people. Oh, my God. Oh, it just was very disappointing. Uh-huh. Like, you just... Also, because you just look at, like, science. Yeah. like, okay, science. Yep. It is unbiased, and we're doing the things that it was the most biased and the most bullshit. Yes. And now I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Even if you start talking about John Bonet and you're being very scientific, I don't give a fuck. But you know what, too? Because you know he was going to be like, well, the mother's fucking her. Yeah. And the brother is standing on his head giving blowjobs or whatever. I would have listened to the Bob Saget testimony if you had said there was seminal fluid that didn't belong to him in the sheets. There was like, anything something to back up your bullshit. Yeah. I, to lead with an obviously. Yes. And we've not, and I know they stopped reporting, but there's no, there was no anything. There was no like, and nothing was like upturned. Mm-hmm. It didn't, there was no struggle. So just like he had really peaceful homosexual sex and hit his head, but you can't tell it anywhere. And then some, or like somebody bashed him about the head. That would surely cause, I'm watching the staircase right now. Don't give it away, but. Bitch, she's so good at dying. <laughs> I've just seen her dead for the first time. Oh God. All right. So that's just that. Oh, and we're sad. Now we have a skin disease. Now we have, this is actually kind of a decent transition because what I want... Not a transition to the actual story we're going to talk about, but to what we just talked about. My mom, is the pool open at above 75? I mean... Goodbye. Not for you. <laughs> so what I want to tell you about Maybe is... Maybe you shouldn't have ripped up the pool you had in the backyard of the house that you bought. Now you just have tall glasses. What I want to tell you about now is not actually... Well, it's a crime, but the thing that I want, the point of it is not the crime. The point of it is DNA analysis and how we are applying what we know now about DNA to these very, very old cases. And I'm interested to hear what you think about forensic pathology when the forensics are so forensic. Like, Did you, this is random, but maybe we want to talk about this in more detail, but did you hear about the women who, they have chimerism and they were trying to get like aid from a state or something and they did a dna test and they were like you're not the mother of this child because the only place where that dna was located was in her womb and they weren't like testing it oh and she's like i gave birth to this child it physically came out of me and it was like a whole thing she had to go like wild that's wild because it's like genetic chimerism or whatever and like surely you would know that you absolutely but they thought she was like trying to like scam a system jesus christ Whatever. Anyways. So I gotta cite my source here. This is from National Geographic, which is sending me some wild emails. And this one I really caught my eye. I just picture really saggy boobs anytime somebody oh. says National Geographic. Yeah, no, not now. They're doing, like, all tons of shit. So this is DNA that was analyzed in the year 2022 from a 200-year-old crime. And the crime Old-timey scene... Old-timey crimey. Yeah. But, like, new-timey, old-timey. The crime scene is one Jean-Paul Marat. And he was, um, like, a journalist. So he had... Um, Roving? Uh, no, he's not really reporting. He's more of like the onion. So like he's got this satirical kind I of like, it. and it was at the, he's in France and it's at the time of the revolution. So he's got like 
the la revolution exactly and he's sharing his thoughts on the monarchy which are not uh, anarchy exactly <laughs> which are not um favorable he was obviously super pro revolution and uh kind of hippie-esque like he was gravel voice what what crunchy she literally said it that's what you said that's what i you had called her crunchy once yeah, and I, I couldn't remember what it was and i was like whatever gravel voice <laughs> See, I was fucked up back then too. It just wasn't as prominent. It's like when you, it's like you granola. granola. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, you, like, I get walk it. on trails and shit. Just in my head, it was gravel. Boy. He was crunchy. Um, he also would wear these when he wasn't busy writing the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He would wear these very dramatic robes and head scarves. He had open shirts, which I imagine like excellent baubles, like the Bee Gees. <laughs> but funky, cool medallions. He also had this really gross skin disease, so his <laughs> body. <laughs> Was covered in oozing blisters. No, oozing. totally like sores everywhere. The the pustules that had closed up already had created these really nasty like scars. So he'd have scarring, and then he had these bumps and blisters and things that were like leaking actively. Um, Loke. Yeah, his opinions were inflaming the the Masses. minority that was oh. uh, controlling everything. And so he spent a lot of time on the runs. Like, he was always trying to get away so from... So he was roving, but he was not. Yeah, in, in rove. He was <laughs> involuntarily roving. On the lamb. Yeah. That's my road. He was on the lamb. Bitch. He would hide in attics sometimes. Not like hidden bitches, uh-huh. but he would hide in attics. <laughs> and he would... Um, like, of people that... He hiding even from the people that own the attics, or the people knew he was in yeah, the Yeah, sometimes people would hide him, but also sometimes he had to hide in, like, sewers when he didn't have anybody nearby who would know who he was. Uh, but most of the time he was trying to get away from the people who were for the monarchy because the monarchy was keeping them rich. And so there were people in the general public, not like the king of France is hunting him down, but like people in the general public who were rich and wanted things to stay the, the way they were. And they were like, shut the fuck up. Stop it. You're getting people caroused. Caroused? Yeah. Carousing the people. <laughs> so by 1793. I'm very caroused. Oh, I'm feeling very caroused. Murat was living um, in a stable home for once, which oh, is that's weird for him. That sounds familiar. Why? Right, I, um, oh, Surratt is Lincoln, two of the people, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I would like to talk about that. Well, exactly. Go on. <laughs> My mom, can you go in the pool after you shock it? And Jill goes, you could have gone in your own fucking pool. <laughs> Did she <laughs> Thank really? You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Exactly. Preach. So Murat's living in a stable home. I love she doesn't home. even live there. She's just like, bitch. Exactly. He's living in a stable home. He's like... Getting some treatment for his disgusting skin, which is, like, a lot of ointments and tinctures and, like, we're gonna try this because nobody really knows what it is. For those of you who watch, um, Game of Thrones, I'm picturing, um, whatever the fuck, dragon scale or whatever the fuck dragon that, scale. that disease was. The disease. Was that what it's called? I don't know. But yeah, that's disease. what I'm picturing. They usually died from it, though. He's getting treatment. It's not helping very much. He's still oozing. As he's oh, getting God. Older, why, though? Oozing. It's so, oozing it's so early. Yeah, I'm glad you finished your donut. As um, as it's getting worse and covering more parts of his body, including like his neck and his face, he's like, I'm not going in public anymore. So he would spend months writing, covered in like lotions. He would take these really long baths full of like tea tree oil and things to try to like help the skin because it itched too, and it was like really bad. And but you can't itch it because it makes it worse and blah blah. Oh, like at what point do you just give up on life? That sounds awful. Thank you. So oh, it hurts my heart just thinking (laughs) about it. As he's in the bath. People would come by and like, oh, I want your opinion on this thing that the monarchy is doing. And he'd be like, please, I'll have you in my quarters. And they would just like come in and talk to him while he was in the bath. 
Or they're bubbles. Yeah, um, probably. I mean, I imagine the whole thing is like milkweed and like... He's like using a rubber ducky to cover yeah, up his... exactly. His... His genitals. Pustules. Oh, did his genitals? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Genitals. Genitals. <laughs> genitals. It's too early for me to start fucking. <laughs> Venables. <laughs> I don't even remember what that's from. Venables. What is it from? Venables. I feel like, um. Deborah W. Denno. Yeah, the one with the kids. It was Venables. Yates? Yates. Venables. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> on July 13th of 1793, he is in his bathtub as expected. He's marking up newspapers with his thoughts, so he's got, like, these papers that people would Fuck bring to him. Fuck the patriarchy. This is awful. You're a cunt. Kind of, but also, like, circling this and, like, how he's going to talk about that. So he's he's spending a considerable amount of time with this newspaper, and he's also in the bathroom. Charlotte Corday, who's part of this Republican group who hates Marat and all the things that he's saying, comes bursting through the door, which is Wait, not unusual. aren't they in the France? They're in France, yeah. They have Republicans in France? Yeah, like the Republic of, like... Oh, ga ga ga. So she burst in the door. It wasn't unusual for the people who own this house for him to have guests in the bathroom. So it's like, when I first was looking at the story, I was like, so she just came flying into the bathroom. But like, I mean, he, that's where he takes his company. That's where he takes his company is where he spends most of his time. Also, he, he must have been a prune. Like, an well, what, how prune. could you tell? Well, what fair. is fucking pustules or, I don't or know, wrinkled? You know, like the second you get out of the water, if you have pustules, it's like all, it probably pulls and cracks. I don't know that because I don't have pustules. But like, you know, when your skin dries. Oh, and that one. Like no, if you had I even a put, bit of soap on your skin. I put would... baby oil on oh, immediately sure. when I'm wet. <laughs> Nothing pulls. So she goes flying into the room and she stabs Marat to death with a, ch- uh, with a kitchen knife in the chest. Wouldn't you think to just drown him? I don't think she wanted to touch him. Fair, but, oh, if you're trying to get away with it. So, he's got the newspaper in his hand, and she's stabbing him in the chest. So his blood <laughs> is going out into not only the bathwater, but also the newspaper, the surrounding areas, his hair. Blood is everywhere. So just keep that in your mind, because we're analyzing DNA. 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 Stands for, did not attack. Mara <laughs> was dead in just a few seconds. Oh, wait, that was an OJ. Oh. Dana Carvey situation. Oh, Clink. glass. So he was a figurehead for anti-monarchy things. You always get so worried about that. I really do. As bad as you think. Well, because they're little. I get nervous. Like, mine are bigger. Yours are littler. So when somebody who is... Act- like, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez suddenly were dead, it would create a level of martyrdom, I think. Because mm-hmm. she's standing up and she's saying things that aren't the the majority in Congress. The majority, I guess, in Congress. Mm-hmm. But is speaking for the majority of people. So it would be very, like, divisive. She died for the cause. Yeah, exactly. And it would it would create a sense of martyrdom around her and around her death. So people are very excited to, like... Don't anybody him. get any ideas. No, exactly. But I was trying to think about somebody who, like, doesn't mind speaking their mind, because that was very much this guy. And whether he liked what he stood for or he didn't, he well, was... Well, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm yeah, X and well, shit. Yeah, exactly. And they're, like... Very yeah, and the, Martin Luther King is an excellent example because this guy is not a great guy. Oh fucking Martin Luther King! I think he might be on my list of for my. Oh, yeah. have you been to his museum? No, they I did never go it. anywhere. No, fair. <laughs> it was from my graduation was in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So his sister recognizes that there's this like hullabaloo <laughs> around his death. Classic hullabaloo. I had to pick a word. And she's like, okay, I'm going to save everything. I'm going to preserve everything. This bathtub, preserve. This newspaper, preserve. Newspaper is covered in blood. Mm -hmm. And, like, also, sorry to be this guy. We're talking about DNA, bitch, and you know there's skin cells in that bathwater. So there's, like, 
his DNA is all over this newspaper. And he was one of the only people to touch it. Did she drain the bathtub? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Had she not, it would have just evaporated anyway, I imagine. So the blood from the newspaper was carefully analyzed now in the same way that we take blood from any paper that's found at any present day crime scene. So paper Where was is it very preserved porous. at? Um, so she had it for a period of time, which is part of like the concern about the like legitimacy of this. Um, so she had it for a period of time. And then when she passed away, it went to a museum in France. So the museum had preserved it fairly well, I would imagine. However, you can't guarantee that like in 1805 or whatever, they had taken the precautions to wear, wear gloves and things. But we're not trying to solve the whodunit because we know whodunit. Yeah, we're just looking we at his shit. We need to know what the hell his skin disease was. Dizine, please. So it turns out it wasn't syphilis, which was my original thought. It wasn't leprosy. It wasn't candida thrush. And also wasn't scabies. It was probably melisezia restricta, which is a fungus. Think about how easily we can cure funguses now. It's literally like two pills and you're done. You know what I mean? Like, so it was a fungus that causes skin problems. Uh, here's what that looks like on a human body now. And he was covered in this, like absolutely covered. So modern dermatologists are able to currently treat the problem a little bit and definitely can defeat the fungus. So the skin lesions might still create a scar, yeah. but you can get rid of the fungus and stop it from spreading. And no itchies. And... Yes. So how do you catch it? Well, just like a fungus, so like on anything, you can get... But like no one around him had this, just him? Oh my god, I'm sure it was like in the sewers that he was climbing through, and like he could have gotten it from... I mean, people were like, you would poop in the streets, you know what I mean? Or you'd throw your garbage out. Yeah, like who knows where things are growing. Poor guy. Yeah. So it's very, very, very unlikely that a modern dermatologist would come across a case that is as severe as Because his. they would know way you earlier. Catch it way earlier. Yeah. I'm thinking about like, um, was that cradle cap that babies have? And you could, you're like, okay, there's this thing. Let's comb it out. And then you put a cream in it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very much that sort of thing. Or like, How sad. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but, but they didn't have any way like back then, even if they knew it correct. was a fungus, they couldn't have treated it yes, anyways. That's accurate. So it. it we're looking at this from, like, 2022, and, like, obviously there's all these things, like, yeah. you can fix it, blah, blah, But also, my God, thank God for hygiene, because even he was in a bathtub thinking, like... Oh, and he's sitting in his own fungus. Yes, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, lukewarm fungus, you So, know? wait, the fungus gets into the blood? Is that what it is and causes it? Or it's a skin thing, or, like, what? Well, I think it got onto the skin, and then I think it also probably, like, would spread and eat as he was covered in dirt. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it probably was eating, like the dirt off his body as he's on the run, living in attics, living in the sewer, and then, like... So they got it from worse. a skin cell, not the blood. They got it from the blood. They got his thing from the blood. But I... They took blood off the newspaper, and I can't guarantee that it came... F- that what they were analyzing came from blood or came from skin. Ah. Because it, the newspaper also fell into the water mm. when he died. So I think it's interesting that we can see this fungus. I think the fact that this fungus in humans today absolutely creates skin lesions is probably what he had. Mm-hmm. But I guess I still also can't rule out that the sister who delivered the newspaper didn't have it and no had no symptoms, or mm. the people who delivered it to the museum no, didn't have I mean, it. Right? It's got to be. I think so, too. I mean, it is the tightest of coincidences oh if my it's God. not uh, actual. Well, exactly. And then what did he have? Like, there was nothing else in exactly. those analyses. Yeah. Oh, God, that poor guy. I know. I know. But a little bit, like, I, as I was being stabbed, I might have been like, thank you. Mm. You're hitting the itch that I have not been oh, able to hit. Oh, to the left. Right? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. That's wild. I know. I just thought that was really interesting. And I like that we're, I like that we remember old question marks when we have new analyses. You know what I mean? Because like. Unless they're people that were 
killed on death row. Oh, Jay- oh sorry. I thought you were. <laughs> people are hesitant to test DNA from people that have already been executed for a crime because if you find out that they didn't do it and you've. Pay some restitutions. People do Well, but they're that. already dead. Yeah, but give it to the family. Like, I know, you but. Know? I mean, I feel like, to be fair, say it's you millennia ago and you are executed mm-hmm. and they want to, I wouldn't because I don't want to know. Mm. That you were innocent. Like, it just makes it worse. Like, you're already dead, and I thought you were innocent. I don't need someone to prove it to me, and that it was nothing. That's fair. Yeah. Unless you, like, had made a bad name for all of the family or the people, then, Mm -hmm. yes, exonerate the shit out of her. So we are better. But, yeah. That's wild. Is there a cure for leprosy? Um, I don't know. Do we get a lot of leprosy nowadays? I don't know. I was just thinking, I'm, because, like... Leprosy 2022. Because I'm like, what if it was leprosy and you couldn't do a thing? World Leprosy Day is January 30th. <laughs> Classic. Is leprosy still a thing? <laughs> Today, oh my god. Today, 208,000 people worldwide are infected with leprosy. According to the WHO, most of them are in Africa and Asia, and about 100 people are diagnosed with leprosy in the U.S. every year, mostly in the South, California, Hawaii, and some U.S. territories. But like, what is it? Can you know. cure it? Let's look at that empty here. See what we got. I know. I'm just interested. I know, and I'm thinking Bible shit, and I don't really give a shit about that. I want to know the real shit. Leprosy primarily affects your skin and nerves outside your brain and spinal cord, called the peripheral nerves. It may also strike your eyes and the thin tissue lining the inside of your nose. The main symptom is disfiguring skin sores, lumps, or bumps that don't go away after several weeks or months. The skin skin sores are pale pale colored. Nerve damage can also lead to loss of feeling in the arms and legs and muscle weakness. It takes three to five years for symptoms to appear after coming in contact with the bacteria that causes leprosy. So you can. Antibiotic, I'm sure. What causes it? Forms of it? It takes three to five years after you come in contact? The fuck? Leprosy can be cured. In the last two decades, 16 million people with leprosy have been cured. Only two decades? Well, yeah, that's the same year. Treatment depends on the type of leprosy you have. Antibiotics are used to treat the infection. Doctors recommend long-term treatment, usually six months to a year. If you have severe leprosy, you may need to take antibiotics longer. Antibiotics can't treat the nerve damage that comes with leprosy. So if you catch it early, maybe there's no nerve damage, but Mm -hmm. you have to... Isn't it bad to take antibiotics for a long time? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But I guess, I mean... Well, it's better than leprosy. Absolutely. You may also have to take NSAIDs to control nerve pain and damage related to leprosy. You might also take steroids, like prednisone. But we don't know where the bacteria come from. Yeah, I don't... Still. Yeah. Skin. Bacteriosity. Uh, bacteriosity? Is that what yeah. you <laughs> Classic. Classic. Got a case of the bacteriosity. Bacteriosity. All right. So, 40 minutes in. <laughs> Bitch, I told you it was going to be 20 minutes. I need to tell you about that skin condition, though. I, you really did, well, and I really feel bad for him. And a little bit, though, I would celebrate my murder if I felt like that constantly. He'd been—he probably had been in that bathwater for like four years. You know yeah, what I mean, like the, he was blanching in the bathwater. Oh, he's getting what do you call it when you? Yeah, blanching, right? When you do it to like um. Broccoli. No, I meant blanch. Oh, oh, bummer, oh, blanch. Sorry, just like oh, stuck there forever. Yes, oh, but R-A-B. look at me. Yeah, like you blanch. Double entendre. Double entendre. Double entendre. Okay. That. Is gonna be. I love my snaps. <laughs> I don't know what direction you're gonna edit these, so my apologies if this is a little spoiler. But 
that old-timey, that, sorry, new-timey evaluation of old-timey crimes is a little bit of information for um, Man in the Iron Mask, which I'm excited to tell you about. This will go first before that. So. Spectacular. Spectacular, spectacular. Did you watch Escape from Alcatraz when you were younger? Nope. Shut up, really? I don't think so. Oh my god, I think you would love it. Oh, it's a glorious film. Um, black and white, though, so it's a little bit. Dean went to Alcatraz with his son. Why did he do that? Because they went to wherever and they... Oh, it wasn't like a mission trip to just Alcatraz? No, it was like... No, he was arrested. (laughs) No, I didn't mean it that way. Dean, if you're listening... Let's go to Alcatraz. Stop committing crimes. (laughs) I have to tell him he'll be so happy. (laughs) But no, he went. He said it was wild. They went on a tour of it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I would like to also see that. I have a lot of things I want to see in California. Also the... um... Oh, Winchester (laughs) Mansion. Tit head. Ruffy wants to see it too. He's excited about the Winchester Mansion. I want, but you do you walk in it or you just look at the? Outside? No, I think you can go in. There's like tours and everything. Did you I, watch that movie, Winchester? Mm-mm. It's good. It's scary. Was it? So some jump scares. Up I in mean, the face. she obviously had a disease, right? Like, I think. Well, coupled with guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's look, put it on the list. Put it on the list. Hold on, let me add to my list here. Oh, listicles. Guns, but make it spooky. <laughs> like dwarfism, but make it psychological. Yeah. I'm dying to hear that story. <laughs> I, I, I keep looking at it, and I'm like, what, the, what is this? It sounds like it's a good time. <laughs> it is a good time. Everything's a good goddamn time. Including what I'm about to tell you. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I hit the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> just doing it in solidarity. <laughs> I hit it with a cup, though. I might need another wine. Let me just go get the cat bag right quick. But it's going to be not really. How long? Okay. It's a lengthy app. I'm going to pause this, though, uh, because last time I just let it go, and it was just so long having to drag it. Fuck. Okay. But make it bad. I brought the 40 Timbits because I'm feeling a little... You got the 40 pack. Feeling peckish, are you? No. Um, drunk. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> I used peckish because I'm trying to tell you about the Birdman of Alcatraz. Do you see how that joke? Was an old person dad joke, but also not offensive to any population of people. You know what? It wasn't even funny. If exactly. you're not racist, you're not funny. Oh, sorry. Let me try harder. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Just be a dud. Yeah, I'd rather be a dud. Mm-hmm. Dudding out. So his actual name... Have you heard of him, the Birdman? Mm-hmm. Evidently, he's the most notorious criminal of Alcatraz. And I find that hard to believe, because, like... There are a lot of bad people in there. Notorious for bad or most well-known notorious? Notorious for bad. Mm. And like... I know like... I I know it has something to do with birds. It... Like coming in the window or some shit. No, fuck off. I feel like he like made friends with birds in a window or something. That's what I feel like. Well, you're not wrong. Let me tell you the histoire. Let me weave you a yarn. So his name is Robert Franklin Stroud. Stroud. And he was born in 1890 in Seattle. So like, I didn't mean to old-timey cry me on you, but I'm... It OTC doesn't all over the place. I mean, at this point, you did your series, and now... Yeah, now it just is what I'm interested in. No, it just is what it is. Because when I do my thing for season three, we're getting season three. Uh, when is that going to be released? We don't know. We're not there yet. Excellent. But I'm feeling like September. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, <laughs> and subscriptions. But, like, my theme that I'm doing is going to have old-timey in it, mm. but that's not the point. So it doesn't matter. You did an old-timey theme but now if it is it is that's exactly right i'm not gonna not we do what we want so bitch it's my party i could do what i want to so he had two half sisters from his mother's first marriage and also a younger younger uh, younger 
A young ghost sister. Dental. <laughs> young ghost sister. <laughs> oh, I did it. He had a younger brother, actually. Brother. <laughs> His father, who was named Benjamin Franklin. Bitch, why aren't you wearing that right now? I know. Because well, it still smells like mothballs. I've ordered something off Well, Amazon. you better figure it up. I because know. we're going to have to video it. Well. I, uh, maybe video. I'll just smell like mothballs. Deal with it. Video killed the podcast star. Oh, no, we're not stars. We will be. We have no listeners. With the video. <laughs> and they'll be like, we don't give a shit about just your voices. Video it. And then the podcast is dead. Well, no, people do. Full podcast on the on the videos. <sighs> give us money. Guess what else Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin was? A raging alcoholic. Oh, I was going to say a pauper. Oh, no, well, I don't have any information that he was a pauper, but he was an abusive alcoholic. And what was their socioeconomic status? (laughs) I feel like mid-range. So not a pauper. Mm, Correct. Stroud ran away when he was 13. Probably became a pauper quickly, because (sighs) what else are you going to do with your life? Um, Five years after that, when he's... Do you picture a pauper whenever you hear pauper in, like, a newsboy cap? No, I picture pauper Mickey from The Prince and the Pauper. Doesn't he have a newsboy cap on? I don't know the answer to that question. Hmm. I don't picture him with any hat. Okay, it's hard on. when you got those ears. <laughs> Five years later, he found Lost himself as a pimp in the Alaska Territory. You talk about pimps a lot, too. I Just today, recently. No, you did the other thing? The guy was pimping in the hospital? Oh, yeah. Big the electrocutor? Spitting the cheese. Oh, no. Guillotine. Mm-hmm. Guillotine. Oh, like, I thought you were trying to say lidocaine. I was like, what? No, why would I Guillotine. say lidocaine? <laughs> because what's her tits was um, giving everybody... Oh. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. When he's he's eighteen, pimping in the Alaska Territory. Alaska pimp. I, thank you. Like what? And Is it grizzly bears? Doesn't everyone know each other? <gasps> That's what I wanted. Grizzly. Oh, grizzly man. Yeah, bitch. If you don't do it in full, what is that? Werner Herzog voice. I can't. It, my all my accents going forward are my version of Anna Delvey. So you're gonna get what you're gonna get. <laughs> you look like a bear. <laughs> What's he wearing? You look like a bear. <laughs> You live out here. He met 36-year-old Kitty O'Brien, who was a prostitute for him, but also, I feel like, worked with him. Because, one, how many fucking prostitutes are there in the Alaska Territory get a grip? And two, how many people purchasing prostitutes are there in the Alaska Territory get a grip? Purchasing prostitutes. She was not only a prostitute, she was also a dancer. And she hired him because she wanted to set up a... I almost said set up a lab. <laughs> she wanted to set up a lab for herself. She wanted to set up a um, business venture for herself in Juneau, Alaska. In January of 1909, so he's... This is what I've written. I don't put it in the episodes. I put it in the things <laughs> I want to do, and those are my three now. Excellent. Okay. Go on. Um, so January 1909, he's 19 years old. And um, this guy, Charlie Von Dahmer. So... Von Dahmer? Yeah, Dahmer spelled just like... Um, so he did karate and then ate people yeah he if you look this story up yourself von dahmer may not have been his real last name so i went with alias because it was most of my resources said that that was his name in any event this guy charlie has a rendezvous with o'brien he doesn't pay he also steals a locket from her and the locket had a picture of her daughter in it so it's kind of like extra douche move like had sex with her didn't pay her stole the locket with a picture of her daughter like Rude. Mm-hmm. Rude. When Stroud found out about it, he confronted Von Dahmer, who was an acquaintance, but also a bartender. So it was, like, easy to find him. He knew he would be mm-hmm. at work. 
The two got into some kind of like tussle over the issue and police reports say that Stroud kicked Von Dahmer until he was unconscious and then shot him at point blank range. Stroud Why would took- you wait till he's unconscious? That's so much effort to also, make someone not fight back and then you, know you shoot that? him. What? Unless there was like an eyewitness. Oh, how, you know what I mean? To know like, that he was unconscious before yeah. he was shot. Or like maybe they shot him and like then pistol whipped him. I, I love a pistol whip. I don't really, but it's just fun. It's terrifying it. to say. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Pistol whip you. So Stroud takes Charlie's wallet and then he pays O'Brien for her services, gives her her, well, her locket back. I might be the worst. I don't. I feel like he stuck up for a woman. I mean, he didn't need to kill. He didn't need to kill. But maybe he did. Like maybe that guy drew a gun. Like, I don't know what the whole circumstance. I don't know. I just feel like. If by the story that you just told is accurate, he did not need to kill him. Correct. And that's that's the information that I have. Like, I don't know. But I feel like Stroud kind of stuck up for his employee, but also a woman that was being abused. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Charlie kind of was an asshole and mm-hmm. a little bit had it coming. I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Stroud's mom agrees with me. And so she. Well, of course. <laughs> she pays for a lawyer. And in August of 1909, um, despite the best lawyers that lower to middle class could afford. Anti-poppers. <laughs> Stroud was found guilty of manslaughter. And he was sentenced to 12 years in McNeil Island Federal Penitentiary. Slaughter of man. Stroud was prisoner number 1853. And just as soon as he was incarcerated, he got a rep as a dangerous and confrontational inmate. It does remind me of that one. Do you remember 60 Days or 90, whatever the fuck the show is, that guy that was like, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm going to come in here. And then he made sure he was in he solitary had gastrointestinal confinement. gastrointestinal distress. He lied. So he would then That he sol- was shitting his brains out. So he would... What? Because they, they were like, sorry, you don't have a cell you're gonna be on the floor and he was like nope he was like let me put my butt to the wall like no one's gonna rape you get a grip you fucking asshole but like don't be on the show if you can't fucking handle it oh my god i can't (laughs) i laughed at him i mean that show gave me a lot of anxiety but i'm like you are a punk yes you should just get ripped to shreds i'm saying that just like that reminds me when you talk about like a dangerous confrontational inmate i feel like that's what that guy thought was gonna be meeting him He's like that the girl that's my spirit animal. She's like, ready. The, he's going to come out. He's going to come out. He's going to kick my ass. I'm going to have to exactly. kick his ass. So we're, we think we're tough and we sound like four-year-olds. But I also would at least be killed sounding tough like a child. Exactly. Not hiding. Not, I, I mean, also, I would never lead with that. I, I would be like, this is terrifying. I'm going to yes. do the best I can. Exactly. It's not a dick measuring contest. I know. Piece of shit. And I gotta watch that show more. It just stresses me oh out. My God, I've had so panic attacks. Good, it's so good. And then they like later he's in solitary. He's like doing yoga, doing yeah. headstands. If I'm shitting my brains out, the last thing I'm it's gonna doing do is a headstand. headstand. It's coming. Me? It's dribbling down onto the head. So apply directly to the forehead. To the forehead. To the dream do. <laughs> just dream do it exactly. So Stroud was not that guy also, but he was complaining of ailments. So wait, he wasn't, he was, he was a confrontational guy. So he actually was. Yes. Okay. And while he wasn't complaining that he had gastrointestinal distress all the time, he was saying like, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I've got this. Oh, well, I've got who that. feels good in prison is Thank what you. I want to know. The point of it is to feel uncomfortable. I also too. never feel good. And I'm not even in prison. I'm so. not. This is everyday life and I just suck it up. Twats. Apparently, 
so I'll tell you about a stabbing a little bit later, but there's I'll also, there was, about a stabbing. I'm, I'm like, we've got a yarn about a stabbing. Just book. real cash. I'll tell you about a stabbing later. The, he, there was a real corroborated, confirmed stabbing. And then there's a story that he had evidently stabbed another prisoner. Ah. And that, that prisoner was somebody who'd reported Stroud was stealing from the kitchen. And I can't find evidence that says like he was given um, any kind of. Like, punishment yeah like, mm-hmm. i feel like you would be right like you'd be like if people knew well unless the guard... and he was still working in the kitchen i mm-hmm. know that jobs in prison are like scarce and only the most well-behaved prisoners can mm-hmm. maintain those positions so that feels weird to me but um he did assault a hospital orderly and that orderly uh, only assault the prisoners i, I mean not the people that, that work there. just trying to go to work and go home i mean don't assault anybody but fair the innocence <sighs> well maybe he was a dick who knows well that orderly had reported stroud for trying to get morphine and the stroud was like threatening the orderly that like he was gonna assault him if he didn't get him morphine but he's got ailments give him his fucking morphine. i hated morphine <laughs> you were on morphine when i broke my arm oh, they really? gave it to me and then as soon as i was ready to leave i was walking and i walked down the hall and i burped really loud and immediately ran back in the room and puked in a sink. Oh my god and it was undigested chili that i ate right before i went to dance class Ugh. And yeah, I didn't like That's it. That's weird. So you're immediately like you. I think it was like the shock. The shock of my well, arm yeah, break stopped me. Yeah. Stuff would have stopped. That's yep. amazing. And I just was impressed. I made it to a sink. I'm always impressed when I don't good, puke. Good for good on you. Random you. places. <laughs> it's a talent. Started also apparently stabbed another guy who was involved in trying to smuggle narcotics. And not that I get it, but like. I get it. He probably didn't want to, like, feel anything. Well, he's trying to get morphine. So he probably didn't want to, like, feel the stress and the pressure of being imprisoned. Did he, he have a drug problem before? We don't know. No, he didn't have a drug problem before. He was, like, I mean, he was from an abusive alcoholic, so I think he probably didn't have a lot of desire to go the route of oh, narcotics like and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, like, he, in this situation... Was trying to alleviate. Yeah, and his body hurt, like, probably, I mean... Listen, cots aren't comfortable. I got this bed frame and it's it's planks. And you just put the mattress on top of it. I'm like, absolutely not. I got to have something on top of that because it, it's just very uncomfortable. Remember my planks that broke and we ripped that whole <laughs> fucking bed apart? <laughs> Fuck you, bed. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it. I'm drinking right now so that I don't stab you. Oh. so <laughs> My safe word is pork chop. If I say it, call 911 immediately. It's not live. What? What is Safe word is pork chop. Is Me. That That's just you? Yeah. Pork chop and lasagna. <laughs> this isn't live, so people start calling 911. Amy Lynn was probably killed like seven weeks ago when they recorded this episode that just now released. <laughs> Please go find her body. I like that you think I'm still releasing episodes after you're dead. Absolutely. No, well, if I schedule I them I shan't be doing any of that work. Because you didn't say you are going to stab me right now. Oh, true. True, true. Yeah, well, I am drinking so that I don't. Yeah, exactly. So, like so at work, I need to be alarmed. Exactly. I just got to stay in my own office, mind my own business. And then we eat a whole pizza and it's oh, lovely. It's so good. God, I want it. No. I can't stop thinking about it. It was too much. It stuffed me to the gills. What is this? Oh, the thing. thing. <laughs> in September of 1912, so like just shortly after the Titanic sank, that was 1912, right? Yes. Stroud, or 1914, 1912. Stroud was sentenced to more time for all of these attacks and he was transferred to Leavenworth Penitentiary. Do you know where Leavenworth is? Kansas? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. do you know that? I was like, oh, Leavenworth. And I was like, I can't picture where the fuck that is. Well, that's okay. I thought, what is it? San Quentin? I thought that was in Texas. That's a weird thing. I know. <laughs> I have no you... idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds Spanish. Yeah. They're by Mexico. It's gotta be 
there somewhere? No, but Leavenworth I know is in Kansas. Leavenworth. That sounds miserable. So Leavenworth not sounds prison, like but I'm on the plains. bread. Like you make bread there. Okay. Because you leaven bread. And there's so much wheat. It's worth it's worth it. Leavenworth. All the prisoners make big breads. I can't It sounds like a beautiful place that's going on. <laughs> They're all bakers. The baker's man. So if he had done all of those stabbings, how much extra time do you think you would get? How many were there, roughly? Three? Well, yeah. The, the ones that I can find uh, an iota of information, three. 20 years. Six months. Whoa! <laughs> then why move him to a prison? What the fuck? Especially when it was what like an orderly. Sure, yeah, I mean, like, like that, a, again, that it's not particular. a prison fight. Yeah. You are aggressing on the not aggressor. Exactly. Aggress the non aggressors. Six months. So, I don't know. If I tried to stab two, like, how much time? If you tried to stab three people... Right now, how much time would you get? A lot. Right? Even if, like, if I just stabbed and, like, missed. Yeah. And know? I have no criminal history. Now there's <laughs> someone clearly with a criminal history I'm doing saying. it in a prison, oh. and you're just, like, six months. Okay. How much time did he get for the manslaughter originally? Twelve years. Okay. And it, what year, like, at what point? Oh, gosh. So he was arrested in 1909, and then he... In 1912, he got an additional six he months? got more six months, yeah. So he had served three. Yeah. Okay. So 12 and a half years. And bitch. I realize that when you're like, you go into prison and you're 19, probably 12 years seems like forever because it's more than half but your life. I mean, life. that's ideal because yeah. you get out and you're done being an idiot. Exactly. You're in your late 30s. And you're like, time. I can do this uh-huh. now. Mm. So. Well. Whatever. Silver linings. On March 25th of 1916, a 29-year-old officer named Andrew F. Turner asked Stroud, just like casually, for his name and prisoner number. This is a routine check. Just like, hey, name, name and number. That's all. That's all that happened. The next day, Turner's working a day shift. He's in, like, the dining room, like, the mess hall. And Stroud asked if he could have a word with him. Like, why did you ask me for my name and number? What the fuck is wrong with you? Did you report me for this, whatever, minor violation of... I'm sure trying to get morphine or whatever. It's like, did you report me for this? Is that why you needed my name and number? And Turner's like, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? Um, I can't find what that minor violation was to save my life, but know that that's the altercation. He, um... Whatever the whatever the violation was, if Stroud was found guilty, it would have made it so that his brother, who's the only member of his family that he still talked to, his younger brother, um, so that he can't visit him anymore uh. in Leavenworth. So even though, like, that, and it is far away from where he was, you know what I mean? So they were in Seattle originally. Jesus Christ. So it was hard for his brother to get there, and now it would have made it so that the trip wasn't even worthwhile. Turner was like, no, I did not report you. And as he's turning to leave, Stroud stabbed him once in the heart with a six-inch shiv in front of 1,500 other inmates. There's a lot of information about this one. You can also see Turner's obituary still in in the Gazette. Jesus. Um, Stroud says later, Stroud does a lot of writing. This, this bitch has legal pads for days. Legal pads. He's got shit to say. For days. And he writes, the guard- What else do you have to do in prison besides stab people and write about it? Oh my god. Just, like, stop writing. Nobody cares about your thoughts. I do. Oh, well, you can read all about him. Well, you can read almost all about him. I'll tell you that in a second. So, the guard takes ill. Sorry, here's what he said. The guard took ill and died all of a sudden. (laughs) He had a heart condition. Yeah, the knife was in it! Puncture of the heart. There was a knife hole in it. What a dick! But, like, is that... Is that a disease, or you know no. what you did and you're just an he's asshole? Ju- yeah. Because you're just writing for your own goddamn self. Yeah. No, absolutely not. He knows exactly what he did and he's being funny. Bitch. So I hate to like pretend as though this guy's life didn't matter, but a note on the deceased. So Turner had just transferred into Leavenworth from Atlanta and he had been married. He had two small children. 
uh, inmates, who usually don't give a shit when the guard has died, um, banded together and they gathered $400, which is more than $9,000 nowadays, and they requested that the warden donate everything to the officer's family. So, so he was like, like a good guard? Mm-hmm. And it was like, in front of all these very shocked other oh, inmates I was who watching, were like, the fuck? Um, this thing on Netflix called Captive. And it's stories of different people that were held hostage. And there's one, it wasn't Attica. I can't even think of the prison that it was, but there, there's like a riot and they hold guards hostage. And it's, it's actually very interesting. They like have a lawyer that they, to like negotiate the surrender. It's very interesting, but they end up killing one of the guards and one of the prisoners who's like out probably, I guess, was talking about it. And he was like, why'd you kill that one like that was a good one he was a guard of the people and then well obviously it's because he saw too much so like if he would have gotten out he could have pointed at people who did shit yeah that's very sad he's not really my uncle by blood at all and my aunt has since divorced him but he worked in attica i maybe still works in attica but he was responsible for um among other things taking uh stock of what was going on with um Mark David Chapman, the one that shot John Lennon, and he was like, there's there's male constantly that are like, kill yourself, you should die, you're fuck up. Like, th- that was 50, 60 years ago. Like, that's wild. Anyway. So now there's another murder tacked on. You're- so they're sad about the guard, and now he's got an additional murder. Yes. Because he was worried that this guy reported him so that he couldn't see his brother, and he said, it makes more sense to fucking kill you. Yes. That's what? what? So, exactly. Because also, if he already reported you, this doesn't matter. You're just adding on to your bullshit. My questions for you at the end of this whole oh, God. thing are going to be a lot about... What the fuck is wrong with your mental thought process? Yes, and also, what is prison really doing for people? So if I Nothing. You, if I put you in jail at 19, do you stay mentally 19 because there's no opportunity for enrichment? And, like, your thought processes... Like, do you ever really develop into a fully functioning, like... No, because even as you grow and mature, you're maturing and growing in a survival mm-hmm. mentality... There's no, oh God, I could get into prisons for days. Like there's was, no, I was going to say reimbursement. What is it? There's no reimbursement. What is it? For What is the word? What am I trying to say? What the prison are supposed to do. Like the difference between punishing and oh, um, making them. I don't know. I don't think it begins with an R, but now I can't get out of my head. I, d- I think it does, doesn't it? It's not rejuvenate. Rehabilitate. Yeah. <laughs> they don't reimburse. Woo! They they also famously do not reimburse. And we all know why that's on my brain cells. Goodness, work, get out of my life. Also, you were arrested for manslaughter. And now you're straight crime. murdering. Yeah. This is first degree murder. So he is In convicted. In front of 1,500 witnesses. Who liked the guard, mind Correct. you? Correct. And he's sentenced to death by hanging. The sentence was first overturned in appeals, and he was convicted for a second time the next year. The second sentence, and maybe you can help me with this because I don't totally understand it. So he receives a second sentence, but the Solicitor General, what does it mean? I don't know. Keep keep talking. The Solicitor General, John W. Davis, voluntarily submitted a confessed error because he wanted Stroud to be sentenced to death. Oh, I think it's like the, um... Like appeals court? No, um... Hold on, give me a second. Um... What the fuck is it called? So, like, you have the prosecution, the district attorney, the assistant, the main. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Say like, it again. So there's the assi- the ADA, the assistant district attorney. Assistant. 
And then there's like an attorney above all of the prosecutions. Just the district attorney. District I think. attorney, yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably the solicitor? Like general? Solicitor general. Like maybe that's just what they called them back then? Yeah. Because I think solicitor would be, yeah, because you're like soliciting a ruling on a murder. But what does a confessed error mean? So like in his trying of him, he was like, oh, prejudicial bullshit, or I didn't provide the defense with this um, evidence that I should have. So that would give you more? That would be him saying, I didn't do it. I didn't give the you right way. information, so this guy should have a harsher sentence. Oh, harsher? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I thought it was like, oh, right? I fucked up. No, so he got a second trial, and they were like, okay, life imprisonment. And he was like, no, I want you to die. And he submitted a, con- a confessed error. That said what? We just know it's a confessed maybe, error. Yeah, I don't. it just says confessed error. And my thought is maybe he wanted it to go to a third trial, because it does ultimately. So maybe he was like, well, that trial's bullshit. Let's oh, try again. so he maybe said he did something wrong to force a retrial mm-hmm. to get death. Let me see if I can get it. Confessed error. Um, prosecutor. Prosecutor. Confession of error is a legal practice whereby the Solicitor General of the United States. Oh, okay. In his or her role representing the federal government before the Supreme Court of the United States admits a lower court incorrectly decided a case and it is thereby sent back for reconsideration. Hmm. So they, which is, you're appealing a guilty verdict because you don't like the sentencing, essentially. Yeah. But like, I wish you could keep the verdict and, and just, just repeal or appeal the sentencing. I didn't even know you could do that. Right? It seems very like cheeky. Oh, like can you... I tell you what I learned? Go this ahead. is random. And I might do an episode about it, but what I learned in, like... Put it in the list. I won't forget about it because it was <laughs> wild. But in... So you know how, like, if you're on trial here and Amber he Heard, <laughs> you lie uh-huh. on the stand. You can be held for, like, perjury. That's not illegal in some countries. In, like, Denmark, you can be the defendant and you can sit on the thing and be like, okay, so, you know, Ellen just fell while she was at my house and then it looks like nobody's believing it. So then I'm like, well, actually... My dog knocked her. Like, within, you can, and you don't get in any trouble. You can just keep lying. I would be very frustrated if I were an attorney. Because I feel like their job is to, like, lead you down the road of the path that they want you to tell that story. And if you're just up there, like, spouting off whatever, it's probably like, are you fucking okay? Well, I but it's. I have to rethink everything now. So I, I, if I do do an episode, I want to re- research it more. Because I didn't, I couldn't tell How if it How did it come up? It In this documentary that mm. I watched. Mm-hmm. That I'm. Okay, sure. Super secret. I have so, see again mm-hmm. preparation not motion um <laughs> motion not action what the fuck ever i got the things um or i don't i i wasn't clear because it's a different court system if there was a jury or if it was just the judge mm. or whatever but one of the journalists was like it's not illegal to lie on the stand you can just lie that's crazy then what the fuck is the point exactly but also, I mean, it's Denmark, and they probably don't, they're one of, like, the safest yeah. countries. They probably don't get a lot of crazy shit like that's that. True. But yeah, so that's wild. But at least for to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But even people perjure, and if they don't get caught, they don't, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. If you're just blatantly, Amber motherfucking heard. <laughs> oh, I God. I, she she needs to get help. Services. She needs to get help. Uh, the fact that she's still bopping around, Did you being see? like, this is a setback for women, and he's a good actor. And the woman's like, you said 
that you started the fight. Yes. And she's like, well, that was in context. Was this the interview that you're watching with her? I just saw like a clip of it. Is it? And the woman was just like, but you said. Savannah Guthrie. Maybe. Did you see Savannah Guthrie do Trump's interview? Uh Uh-uh. So I just like, like, whatever your thoughts on Trump, I just like her style where it's like, I've asked this question. You try to like skirt it. I have asked you. And we're going to get to this question. And so she did the same thing with um, Amber Heard. And she was like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, the difference between pledging and donating is blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you know, she closed her eyes. She goes, you know the difference. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, I use them interchangeably. I don't. Amber? Pledge cleans your fucking house. <laughs> you got dust, pledge it. Oh my god. Oh god, I fucking hate her. I hate her so much. She's like single-handedly don't just... Don't give away our thoughts. Ugh. We're gonna watch the trial and I can't wait. I'm... Oh god, we're gonna be so... Should angry. we take the behavioral analysis class? I just don't know if I'd be good at it, but I feel like maybe it would be cool. It'd be interesting, right? We could tape it. It's fine. Okay. So, the third time he's tried, he's... So ex- it was... Death. Yeah, death. But why was he retried the first time? Um, It was death and then it was overturned in appeals court. Okay. So then... Death. Life. Life. The head of the fucking federal government was like, fuck you! Error. Woo! You guys decided wrong. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, why did they fucking do that for OJ? The fuck is happening? Thank you. That's a thing? I'm gonna have to research that, because if that's a thing that can still be done in this whole fucking world and nobody's doing it, Thank you, you don't, you never hear that. Mm-mm. It's no. only someone guilty is saying, I'm not guilty, not you're guilty, but you're not. That's why I was hoping you'd be able to help me with it, because I've never heard of it also, and I Motherfuck! Like, and I didn't research it, because I was like, she'll know. Oh, but double jeopardy. <laughs> but is but it, it double should've... jeopardy if you're like, actually, there was an error in this trial. Well, we shouldn't have asked you to try on the glove, because obviously you can fake that. Well, exactly. But I guess the rationale for why you don't see it, like, he was found guilty. Mm-hmm. So it's not double oh, jeopardy doesn't true. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking should. Bitch. Bitch. I'm fucking... I shoehorned oh, his oh asshole. Oh, shoe Chug it. Chug it. Chug it. Clink, clink, clink. If you don't drink right after a clink, it's bad luck. I didn't think you had to do it, like, right after. I was just going to finish the sentence. You can't put your glass down. I wouldn't have. Yeah, so you never do. I never do. <laughs> it's just, just hanging off like a horse. Oh yeah, like a bag. Yeah. Cat bag. Cat bag. Cat bag. Oh. R.I.P. The year is 1918. He would have been done. He would have been done with everything six years prior had he not stabbed this guy to death. So in 1918, he's finally wait 19 six years before 1918. He would have been released because he served yeah, his time. He started in 1909. He had 12 years to serve. So 19. 19- ah. 21, I guess. Oh, I it see. It would have okay. been like, whatever. He would have been almost done. Yeah. Could have been good behavior. Thank you. Okay. Well, obviously not, but uh, could have. Well. It, yeah. The, he was working in a kitchen, so obviously at some point. Like, just keep your shit he'd to been yourself. Fine. I just don't get it. I don't get it. But just go on. Keep your go shit on, go on. To yourself. So he <laughs> was finally sentenced to death by hanging. No I love when you know what I'm trying to. Can't keep my shit to myself. Be stabbing bitches, whatever I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for knowing the reference. Oh, bitch, please. Guess who's coming into the story that I didn't, I don't think he probably would have guessed. Clarence Darrow. No, Woodrow Wilson. We got to talk about that bitch, too. Oh, we talked about him a little bit for Leotard and Lisa Loeb. So st- <laughs> so I'd like to talk about episode. the Scopes monkey trial, actually. Absolutely. So, like, oh, why is it called that? Whatever. Okay. I know why it's called that, but it's also, like, the dumbest name for anything. So, Stroud's mother writes a letter to then-President Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> 
And she's like, please don't Tom kill Hanks. him. Didn't Tom Hanks play Woodrow Wilson in something? What? I don't know. I think he did. But what is even Woodrow Wilson about? Like World I War don't I? know, but I you you said Woodrow Wilson and Tom Hanks popped right into my face. That's amazing. So his execution was halted eight days before they were going to carry it out. So Stroud's mother did a service here. Hang on to her, though, because she turns into, I don't know if it's a villain or like she just gets a clue. So Stroud's sentence was once and for all via the president, commuted to life imprisonment, eight days before he was supposed to die. The warden at Leavenworth hated this. This guy is coming back to you. He's killed one of your newest employees, I guess, right? If you're the warden. He's not calm. He's up in there stabbing whoever. He's making shivs. He can't be found out. And he's causing struggles for everyone else. Sorry, I got real distracted because I'm obviously I'm Googling it. Mm-hmm. And I typed Tom Hanks, Woodrow Wilson, and I'm getting Castaway. Oh, I'm like, course. is that why? <laughs> but then I just saw what it might be. And I just want to check. So don't talk yet because I'm. Tell me like in some movie he dressed as Woodrow Wilson for a Halloween oh, party. Mm. Does this have anything to do? He plays Charlie Wilson in Charlie Wilson's War. Does that have anything to do with Woodrow? I don't think so. So Woodrow is the worst name also. Fuck me. So because of a fucking volleyball and Charlie <laughs> Wilson's war, I was like, okay, because it's a war and president. Couple and of Wilsons. Wilsons. Fuck a dick. Okay, I'm so sorry. He did not play. He should. I petition. I don't know why. So who the fuck is he? Nobody cares. Aside from Tom Hanks, to wrap things up here, this murder happens. He's sentenced. He's unsentenced. He's resentenced. Death. The mother, eight days before he's supposed to die, writes to the president, which seems real easy to get, like, a word in with the president. Yeah. I don't know how you don't do you that nowadays. Don't start with the governor? The governor can do clemency. I feel she would do something. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'd just be like, dear president, surely you'll get my letter. Mr. President. Unless she didn't want him to get saved. Maybe oh. she was like, oh, yeah, well, He'll I never wrote to the president. It. Whatever. The president also, does like, get don't it. don't actually write. It gets weirder. So the president does get it, and he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's oh, it. yeah. Probably because you get money, right? Tax money for every prisoner or something. Oh, maybe. So the president was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, life, life imprisonment sounds great. So the warden of Leavenworth, who's oh, like. Oh, maybe because it's federal. Oh, maybe. Because if the solicitor general said he was federal, mm-hmm. so then maybe it, it would make sense because you wouldn't do a governor. Because that's state. But how do you confirm, like, I, my, um, well. Nowadays, God almighty, but my main concern used to be in the, the wonderful days of like 2010 was student loan debt. And like, I want somebody to have an awareness that this is a crisis. And so you would write to the president, you'd hear nothing back. Or you'd get like a generic, like, oh, thanks for writing to us. Here's a piece of paper. Stamp a sticker. President. Yeah, exactly. Way to go to college. Exactly. So, so, but she just gets immediate attention. She gets immediate attention. So does the warden, who pissed off that this guy is now life imprisonment in his control and like doesn't want him there at all, writes to the president. I, maybe Woodrow Wilson had direct lines. I recently learned that up until Grover Cleveland, people used to have parties on the White House lawn, like in the house. They would have an open house when you well, got Abraham a Lincoln would just let reporters and people just walk freely in it Absolutely. constantly. Yeah. Well, we see how that turned out. Well, but he didn't get killed there. <laughs> well, maybe that's where they got the idea. Maybe they were like, oh, I hate your decor! And killed him. No. He had some other motives. I don't know why it's so I fucking easy to get. <laughs> I, I love, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing about that is just fascinating. A direct audience of the president, but you can't do it now, is my point. Well, you could just tweet him. I guess that's fair. The warden asked that because Stroud was supposed to be killed anyway, and he's such a nuisance, could he please be placed in solitary? And the president's attorney general, who was the one who responded, was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So here's what Stroud looks like at the time that he's imprisoned. 
Okay. It's like, an all right looking guy. Sorry about your life, but... I mean, get your shit together. You don't yeah. need to kill people. No, exactly. Christ. In 1920, he's in solitary confinement. He's still in Leavenworth, and he sees a nest, just as you remembered, uh. that had three injured little sparrows inside. This is inside the walls of the prison yard, so he's able to get to it. It's not like he's got to, like, coax them to him. And he cares for them for several years, because also, you're in solitary confinement. What else what are you going to do? else are you going to do? And it probably, like, gave you where he was trying to get morphine before, and now he's got, like, something to occupy his brain. So, also, this Need is- Need morphine? Try birds! <laughs> Maybe. Try birds. Dying of cancer? Birds. birds. Have you tried? Birds. birds. <laughs> Psychology. <laughs> so- <laughs> Apparently, and this is still a thing now, prisoners were allowed to purchase canaries. Evidently, if you're serving life imprisonment for a measly five, well, we'll get there in a second, but for five British pounds, because they can do it in England more readily, you can purchase a canary. And that canary could be your friend in prison. Now, I will offer you this. If I had a dog in prison, I cannot take that dog outside to go to the bathroom. If I have a bird in prison... Does it just fly out the window? Does it shit in your cell? Oh, no. No, no. They're just flying. Also, how do I keep it? Like, I've spent my five, my last five British commissary pounds on this canary. I'll show you a picture of his cell in a minute. It was gross. So, um, yeah, if you're serving life imprisonment, purchase the canary. Have a friend. Have you tried birds? Try birds. Might I offer you birds? birds? You can purchase a parrot, a canary, or a budgie. Don't parrots live for like 80 years? Fuck you. So now you're dead. And I have to deal with this but parrot. But they talk. Go to hell. You could really teach a bitch. Well, My bird talked and he wasn't a parrot. That makes me feel like the one guy who's in prison who's like... <laughs> like playing the harmonica all day and you're like, fucking shut up. Now you got a parrot? Well, if it's in solitary. I guess. But it, I, I isn't solitary like a row of solitaries? Or it's like you're off in the annals of history somewhere? Maybe depends on the prison. I don't know. But I, in my head also, I feel like the solitary rooms are soundproof. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> Probably not real, but in Wait, my brain Also, I think that was the 60 days in. His uh, cell walls were padded. That's what I was going to say. I picture padded ass quietness. <laughs> it's excellent acoustics. And he's, and we he's should like, do our podcast from solitary confinement. <laughs> he's like, parent want a cracker? Parent want a cracker? And- oh, I absolutely picture him going insane. Because also he is unsatisfied with just these three injured canaries that he found. And over they were sparrows, whatever. Okay. And over the few years, he has purchased three hundred of these canaries because he found the sparrows, purchased the canaries, and he was like, "Okay, I like these guys." Three hundred, three hundred fucking birds. I don't want to see that outside. That's when I had Alfred my bird, Hitchcock and shit. then my dad had my bird. R.I.P. Mm. Even if I would call my dad, he, you hear him in the background, tweet, tweet, screaming. Yeah, yeah. I might rather. Well, birds. I do like background noise though, so maybe. I'd prefer it to utter silence. Maybe. Screaming. Maybe it becomes white. Like, I, he barks like a shit ton all the time. And I'm just like, oh, I, it doesn't register. Oh, my God. Maybe you habituate it. That's a, that's a science term. He would also sell his canaries, which helped him to raise money to support his mother. So he would, like, take these canaries in, train them, I guess. To do what? Suck I don't dicks? know. Well, like, Peckish? be house trained. Well, they're just flying free, aren't they? They're just, like. So that you could pay for one, it could fly out of a window and never come back. Correct. Correct. Or it could fly into another prisoner's cell and decide it likes it there better. Birds are fickle. I do also, as I realize that he's sending money home to his mother, I have no confirmation that she left the abusive alcoholic, so I hope that she did. Uh, and uh, 
I hope that he's not getting any of the money, but that as an aside. Stroud also said that he would use a razor blade and a nail to carve bird cages out of wooden crates that he would steal from, like, oh, not, cool, like, though. steal them, but, like, and then he would make those and sell them as well because he had direct contact, I'll get there in a moment, to the outside. So, at some point, Leavenworth gets a new warden. So, remember that the warden during all of this low. So, he's bought 300 straw. birds at Leavenworth. At Leavenworth, he had the three canaries. So he's not at Alcatraz. Or the three sparrows. Correct. Okay. And then he purchases these 300 birds. And the warden hates him. He hates his fucking birds. He hates everything about him. He doesn't want him to be alive. The warden is the reason that he's in solitary confinement. But now there's a new guy in charge. And the new guy is, like, interested in prison reform and would like to know that they're doing something positive Mm. by having these Reimbursement. Having some prison reimbursement. (laughs) So for Stroud to be this industrious and like having a whole business and like making these things. Mm -hmm. And also he's got at this point, I'm sure, like 54 different. And he hasn't been able to kill anybody because he's been by himself. Yeah, exactly. So Stroud. He probably looks like a model prisoner. That's exactly right. And he's turning into a little bit of an ornithologist because as his birds get sick, he's helping them to heal. And he, well, well, I'll get to all that in a minute. But he's doing good things with these birds. And it looks like. Because he hasn't had the opportunity to murder anyone. He's reformed. Mm-hmm. And this guy loves it because now it's like, oh, this prison that I'm in charge of. And it works. And look how good we did. Also, solitary confinement is never thought to rehabilitate. So thank you. Good try. Stroud, because this new warden, Stroud is given some equipment. And the equipment is meant to help his little friends. He ends up using it to make moonshine, but we'll get there in a moment. So he's given some equipment that's supposed to help him in his business and like, Oh, if you need to, um, like the bird had um, eggs, but the eggs didn't that, like incubate. You need an incubator. Here you go. No problem. Like, and his little tiny wasn't that tiny. I'll show oh. you a picture. But he, yeah, it was. It was a lot. Have yeah. you seen this movie, The Birdman of Alcatraz? No, you asked me that already. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I asked you if you saw Escape from Alcatraz. Oh no, I've never seen any movies regarding Alcatraz. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. The umbrella, no Alcatraz. <laughs> Zero Alcatraz movies. Surprised by that, but okay. So this warden, his name is William Biddle. 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 Metal. Biddle-oddle. So, um... Biddle-oddle. It's from, um... I Love Lucy. When she's she's got the... Vitamita Benjamin. If you want a biddle-oddle. That's the only (laughs) full episode I've seen, and it's my favorite. It's so good. That show is fucking hilarious, and I will die by that. It's so funny and still relevant. Like, they are us. We are Ethel. I'll be Ethel. I don't give a fuck. Vitamita Vegemin. Vitamita Vegemin. Vitamin. It reminds me of it drunk. in Major League Two. Charlie Sheen's in it, and he gets drunk, and he has to do a commercial. Maybe he's not even drunk. Maybe he's just he's an like idiot. tiger blood. He has to do a commercial about, I think it's deodorant, and he's supposed to say, odiferous, olfactory, emanations the olfactory yeah and he's like adora forest olfactinal emancipations <laughs> that reminds me of um schitt's creek when they're trying to do oh. the why she's like <laughs> and they have to go pick them up that's my favorite because we like when people can't talk because we can't correct well i'm not even drunk i just can't speak facts i'm drunk stroking constantly cold ass muffin delicious you're welcome Thank my sleep brain thank you sleep brain maybe it'll cure cancer someday also at what point were you like i should put these in the fridge well, it's where a else good was temperature I gonna put up it? here? I don't know on the counter. Well, like there's mud dust. Oh, I see. And I don't want roughing that mud dust. Live his life in a way that is bad for your muffin eating. There's a spider on the wall. Would you mind killing it? Oh, it's a big one. Yeah. Do you want my slipper? You want my slipper? Where did it go? Good job. Would you mind doing it? That's what happened to me yesterday. It was it was like a thicker one than that. Real it was thick. crawling up the wall, and I was like, nope. <laughs> 
Killed it with my Walter Mercado shoe. Killed it. Biddle. Biddle. New word. Biddle bottle beetle. Biddle bottle. He gave Stroud. Oh, little bottle. Yeah. There it is. Bottle. Got it. This biddle bottle. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's very clearly so fake because us as drunkards never sound like that. <laughs> Do you know what's called a spoonerism? When you get the first letter to the next word. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like taper powels. And you know what it makes towels. me think of? Hmm. Spooner. Spooner. Good. You don't know what I'm saying? No, it reminds me of uh, this girl I went to high school with, Danielle Spooner. Oh, my God. I have a, a very embarrassing story to tell you. Go ahead. My dad wrote a porno. Spooner. Oh, Spooner. You should have said it, Linda. I can't. <laughs> you should have gone full. Um, Spooner. Spooner. He sounds... <laughs> toner's low. He sounds like... I think he sounds like... Uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I always mix... When I think Sean Connery, I always say Charlton Heston. It's a weird thing I do. And it is weird because they're not super alike. I mean, they're old men with white hair. So let me tell you this. I'm in one of my final... Should I pause it? No, no. Okay. I'm in one of my final shifts. Janelle, if you're listening, hello. Um, in one of my final shifts at the hotel. And I'm like standing there. and So the 11-day power play is going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cancer thing, blah, blah, blah. So this guy comes up to the pod next to me. He's talking to one of my colleagues who's not... Great. The brightest star in the night sky. and um, Not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. And the guy goes... Is uh is the eleven day power play is just down the down the hall here and she goes what the the power play I, so I gotta be there on the ice tonight is it it's just down here is it so he said ice obviously you know where ice is correct I, and they're on every floor closest to the rooms rooms that end in zero two and zero four no so I'm like I pop in I go yes everything's down this is the spectator level sixth floor is gonna be the the locker rooms and things this girl goes. And now if this clean, she she looks stunning. She's beautiful, but she's full of filler. And this is not a face that I recognize. She goes, Ellen? And I go, eyes bugging. And I look at her face. Do you remember in Hook where he grabs his face and goes, Peter, is yeah. that you? Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. And I'm, look, I'm looking at her irises and I'm like, you vaguely familiar. I go, Jennifer? And she goes, Janelle. And I was like, so I just scrum it with like conviction of like Jennifer. <laughs> no, not Jennifer, Janelle. And I was like, okay, sorry. She walked away. You know, first of all, you're wearing a lace front for days. Eleven inch wig, like blonde. She was not blonde in high school. She did not have this face in high school. And I'm like, you're lucky that your irises even gave me the indication that you were a J name. The fuck? Sorry. And I'm wearing a name tag, so I don't Absolutely. even feel. <sighs> Don't put me at a disadvantage. Don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Oh my god, I was just like, what? <laughs> I love that. I don't, I love it. <laughs> I turned 64 shades of red. I was like, Janelle, yes. She was like, I heard your voice and I recognized you immediately. I was like, you're like, what happened to your face? What are you wearing? You look filler. What's happened to your face? You look poor. Ugh. Are you wearing a wig? <laughs> or is your hair just very, very long? You're very dry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're back. Oh, we're back. So. I don't remember where we left off. Bidilotl. So, oh, Bidilotl! <laughs> Warden Bidilotl is giving Stroud cages chemicals. Oh, it doesn't sound like a good plan, pal. And For st- what chemicals might you need to do? For I don't know. Clean? He was, well, pr- fucking probably. There's bird shit. I know I keep telling you I'll show you the picture. I will. There's bird shit everywhere. Everywhere. Well, if a bird shits on you, it's supposed to be good luck. So he's probably. If the sh- <laughs> she shits, wear it. Bitch! Call back! <laughs> I tell good jokes. 
thought we were going to clink to that. We can. Okay. Because I'm hilarious. Clink. Spectacular. That and also they're getting sick. And when one gets sick, they spread disease to one another. Disease. Yeah, now there's like bird disease going all over the place. He can. what do you need chemicals for? Well, I don't know what exactly the chemicals were. I'll give me bleach. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> You've gotten very Boris and Natasha. Give me a moment. So, bull and squall. Also, he gets stationary. So here's the moment where he's like, ah, I'm going to write my life story. He's got a hole in his heart that I gave him. Uh, okay. He had he passed out dead. I don't know. That's crazy. Just came upon anything. Stone cold dead. Also, Knife. he stabbed him in the heart from the back. Yeah. And that's not easy. Like, there's ribs and shit in there. Yeah. People who are visiting Alcatraz How because... How big is he? Is he a big person? Uh, well, Tall? actually, let me grab this here. Six foot. Okay. So... At least he's not shooting people in the assholes because he's... Um... Oh my god! I'm still so angry about that. Just aim higher. Thank you. And as I tell you that I'm looking up copycat criminals and I'm like, oh, that's an alright one. That one's good. That one's good. I'm like, these could be whole other episodes. This asshole. Literally shooting assholes. everything up. Smart. I'm not getting no sex. I'm gonna start killing. The Jews are the people who are not getting no sex. Close your ass. It's oh coming. You fucking idiot. And then the one poor woman was stabbed to death because she wouldn't actually give sex. Whatever. Give sex. Give sex. Give so, sex. Stay alive. You can also visit prisons now. Like you could go to a, a working. It's more fun, I think, to go to prisons that are closed. <laughs> but you can go to like a working prison and you can have a tour through it and you no can thanks. see the prisoners or whatever. Yeah, no thanks. So people They're are, not a zoo. It's not a zoo. People who are, well, you could buy things off of them and, like, help support them. Like Put it on a website. Put it up there. Don't make me walk and be like, this is the giraffe exhibit. That grosses me out. It's weird, right? I don't, I'll i go to a closed desk. But now when you go to Alcatraz, prison. they're like, do you want to get in there? We'll take your picture in the solitary confinement. Like, but, somebody lived there. Yeah, but that's still different. It's not like we're going to move this guy. You can pose with this mm. guy in solitary. That's true. Ugh. Also, I always picture, like, um, what, which, whatever of the Hannibal series it is. When Clarice is walking down the thing and the guys are, like, just jerking off and throwing it at her. Yeah. Like, that's 100% what's going on there, right? <sighs> so, visitors to Alcatraz, oh, sorry, to Leavenworth would be taken over to Stroud's aviary and been like, look how good our prisoners are doing. Like, he's got this whole system. He's building cages. He's treating the birds. Don't worry that There's we don't let him in with here. General Pop. Don't worry about that. That He just likes to be by himself. And he's got, like, a whole aviary. Because the other prisoners also don't want him in Gen Pop. Because fuck you and your fucking birds with their shit everywhere. Like... They, they try, I would, to try to keep, if you lived in this room, mm-hmm. wouldn't you try to keep it as clean as you could? And, like, you have nothing else to do. Here's yeah. some Clorox wipes. Like, absolutely, I'm going to clean the little toilet here. I'm going to make my bed. Like, I'd be sleeping. I feel like you'd only get so much sleep and then you'd be like, okay, now what? I don't know. I really like to be flat. But to, I do like to be flat. But to, like, read a book flat or something. You know what I mean? Like, something that intellectual. Like, I yeah. have no stimulation. You have no TV. You have no other people to talk to. You can't play chess or cards or any of the mm. things that go, you know, like, it's a lot. So um, visitors could also buy canaries anyway off of Stroud. So you could leave Leavenworth Prison with a canary. With a prison. A canary. Yeah. In 1933. That was probably trained to, like, peck your eyeballs out and you don't know until you get oh, home. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Old King Cole or whatever. So Stroud has publications out in the world. And in 1933, one of those publications that he had to smuggle out of prison and publish, like, without anyone's knowledge, because you can't make money while you're in prison, is called Diseases of Canaries. Diseases of Canaries. It is 60,000 words long, and he's updated it to a second version in 1943 called Stroud's Digest on the Diseases of Birds. And people who are actual bird scientists, ornithologists, bird scientists, like, 
used those manuals as like, oh, this is excellent. What does 60,000 words translate to in pages? Uh, well, I guess it depends how long the words are. How On many average. pages is 60,000 words? 120 pages. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad, but it's also like kind of a lot to have been handwritten on legal pads. Yeah. And of your own science burden. Yes, exactly. And then, But now those are like, people still use those documents because he's they like were like... He's like a leotard. He's a leotard. So, leotard... Well, no. Good. I was going to say, leotard maybe be red as shit. Because they were early 1900s. Possibly. Well, this is in 1933 it came out. Well, you go ahead. I just want to Google. So, even though he's definitely a murderer, and I would say a horrible prisoner thus far... He does make some import, important contributions here. He finds a cure for hemorrhagic septicemia in birds, which is pretty fucking impressive. From inside his cell, all of these ornithologists around are giving him respect. They are writing sympathy letters. Oh, the murderer is in 24. Absolutely. He's oh in prison God. reading his bird shit. For sure. They probably were pen pals. Well, he does have pen pals. And most of his pen pals are like researchers and people who want to know things. Like, hey, he was an ornithologist, this leotard. There's this bird disease, and I don't know what's going on here. He's also running a really successful business. So people who need cages and on the cheap, I'm sure, are like, hey, give me some shit. So, hey, give me some shit. You might think that prison is meant to reform people, but no. Correct. The prison guards and the managers are livid. They're angry he got a book written twice. They're angry that he's got a business. They're angry that people come to visit the prison and only go to him because they're not buying shit in the gift shop. They're buying his birds and going home, and he's the attraction now. So people are pissed. Pissed. They're pissed. Do you know what that's from? No. Just somebody was, it's in, um, The Sweetest Thing and with, uh, Christina Applegate and Cameron Diaz or whatever and Selma Blair. And Selma Blair is at a store or whatever, and she's like, what are you... Somebody else is like, what are you doing? The boss is going to be here, and he's going to be P-I-S-E-D. And she's like, <laughs> Peist? <laughs> she's got MS, and Christina Applegate does. I know, I know. But they're striving, I feel. They're doing fine. It's just weird that they were, like, in a movie. And Christina Applegate was a dancer. I don't know about Selma. R.I.P. No, they're not dead. Doesn't they're have not. anything to do with that MS either. Well, because it's like, you know, it shuts your whole body down. So, like, if yeah. you're used to being able to do things, oh, then eventually sure, I see, you I can't. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, something about having been a dancer would mm. lead to. Nah. Well, I am annoyed that prison reform would be, like, a bad thing. I kind of get why they're upset. So, every letter, incoming or outgoing, has to be read twice and then verified that it doesn't contain any, like, Secret illicit code, context. Yeah. yeah. And so they have to read it, copy it, and approve it twice. And that's a lot of fucking... His business is giving a lot of work. Also, you've just given me 120 handwritten pages to, like, verify. So Stroud's whole And they're business, not allowed to be like, fuck it, I'm not doing it and throw correct. it away. Yep, exactly. So Stroud's... Like, because the second you let your guard down, he's going to do something nefarious, you know? So but I mean, even, like, not send it, is what I'm saying. Oh, like, I see, I see. They, because I'm thinking it's, like, a mail thing. Like, if you get mail, you have to be able to read it. Probably. Yeah, I would imagine, like... But they withhold shit if it's bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're... I don't know. There's probably, like, audits, I would imagine, mm -hmm. that you're trying to, like, uphold. Like, okay, this came in, I copied it, here you go, blah, blah. But if you, if you don't copy it, I don't know how they would... I don't know, whatever. So, because of Stroud's business, the prison has hired a full-time prison secretary just to handle his shit. Ew. 
I know. Again, he's only doing well because he's bored in solitary confinement because if he's around other people, he's going to merkelize them. Correct. And I feel like we're already paying as taaxpayers, and you know I get heated about my taxes, but we're already paying for you to be in prison. I get, I get me. She I, said heated. Well, I'm I'm not actively heating up in the past tense. Yeah, I've just I get I get hot. Yeah, I'm already hot. So you we're already paying for you for room and board essentially. Yep, yep. And, and you're now making I have money. to fucking pay for a whole secretary yeah. to okay. So also, and you know he just loves it. He's just in his fucking glory, thinking oh, he's so awesome. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I would imagine that they told him, like, this is too much, it's too much, too much. And he was probably like, well, then hire a secretary. I don't want to tell you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Also, also, as I've mentioned, his birds are freely zipping around the prison and things were being shed on, decorated. And his cell was disgusting. It was dirty. It was grotesque. They, like, <sighs> prisons are already disgusting. Like, don't make it more disgusting. And don't make it disgusting for me because you have this business. Like, yeah. that would be annoying. So, for all these reasons, in 1931, the prison tries to stop his business and force Stroud to get rid of his birds. But at this point, he's got a lot of friends on the outside. He's doing business, and people don't want... A scandal. They don't want their free goods to stop. Like, mm. they want the I thought they didn't cages. want the they image want the of, like, information. you're stopping the rehabilitation. No, his people on the outside are like, no, we can't stop his birds. He's giving all these contributions to ornithology and whatever. So... One bird researcher in particular from Indiana, just lost my place, um, goes straight to the newspapers and magazines. She garners a petition, which gets 50,000 signatures and is sent directly to the president because God knows it's super easy to get an audience. This time it's not Woodrow Wilson, though. It's Herbert Hoover. And Stroud is able to keep his birds because of this petition that went right to the fucking president. But I don't... Hear me out. I've decided Mm -hmm. you don't have birds. I'm getting rid of them. And then telling people, like, oh, how yes. long must it take to get a petition to stop you from doing something that you could have done in a single day? Correct. The fuck? Although, like, maybe, like, you don't have to kill the birds. You don't no, have to just move the them. But also, like, maybe this guy who can't afford birds would like a bird. Here's a bird, here's a bird, here's a bird. Or just let them free. They're just pretty much free, free anyways. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't get that. It gets worse. So even though the prison was overcrowded and people were sleeping on floors and whatever... Um, Stroud was given a second cell just for birds because he had so fucking many. So now solitary confinement is a reward. Yes. Okay. So the guards are like, fuck you, get the fuck out of here. Because now their lives get harder when it's overcrowded in the main area. They have to work harder. They're worried about getting killed because now every time you walk in there, there's more and more Well, and then he must be able to go between those rooms. Right? Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's not in solitary confinement. He's barely confined because yes. he can leave to go take care of his birds. Correct. So he has a two-room apartment. Yes. Okay. Stroud also has been doing some, as everyone I feel like in prison is becoming like a, a mini lawyer, he's doing some law searches and he finds this obscure law that says that if you get married in Kansas, you can't be transferred anywhere else. And he's got a real good business set up here and research researchers know where to find him. He's got a business going. He's got these two cells. These guys are pushovers. Like, it's everything's going great. So he marries that same bird researcher who got the petition started. Prison administration, and his mother as well, hate this marriage. And he was forbidden by the prison administration from corresponding with his wife. And I feel a little bit bad for this woman because she probably legitimately thought, like, oh, bird research, and we're together on this, and we love birds, and we're going to get married because we love each other too. Like, I don't think that's really what happened, but... Wait till you finish the staircase. His mother 
hates the researcher. Also, the researcher's name is Della Mae Jones. Like Deborah W. Denno. Deborah W. Denno. So, <laughs> the mother hates Della so much that she stops arguing at all for Stroud's parole. She doesn't want to take any of his parole applications. She doesn't give a fuck. She actually ends up becoming like a major obstacle in him getting any kind of appeals process going. And she's like, fuck you. You're married now. Let That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Y'all could deal with it yourself. The mother also had moved to Leavenworth to try to like help with all this process. And she's like, go suck a dick. Um, bye. She loses all contact with him. And she died in 1937. So even though Stroud isn't stabbing anyone anymore, he is still actively driving everyone insane. The new warden who is excited about reform is like, this got wildly out of hand. This isn't great. And this is at the point where it comes to light that his bird lab equipment is being used for a uh, homemade distillery. He's making and selling alcohol, not only to prisoners, but also to the people outside. in the outside. So again. And where is this money going? Uh, well, just on the commissary is my understanding. Ah, like okay. it goes to him and he can buy whatever he wants, but also puts him in a good position with other prisoners because even though he isn't there, if I have 24 bricks of ramen and I'm like, well, whatever you want it, it's going to be $5. But like, how are they talking to him? Like, he should uh, have no contact. I imagine through the prison, like, the, guards. Yeah. I, it has to be. I, I don't understand any other way. But, but also, like, you. Personal secretary? You could help people and they still hate you. You could buy them food and cigarettes or whatever fuck and they're like, fuck you. Yeah, great. Stop shitting on me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's I, all you can ask for sometimes. Please stop shitting on me. I don't, God, if I don't say that a hundred times a day. I uh, know. So I feel like originally when he was trying to get morphine, I get it. And now that he's trying to like make alcohol, I get it. What I don't get is like, you don't even want it for yourself. You just want to sell it. You want to make And money. I feel like it was probably the same with the morphine. Like just wanted to like sell it to people who were, um, Maybe it's like a, a power dynamic. Maybe. It's just, it's very weird. He has what the people want. He always does. And Ugh. it's canaries. Yeah, and it's a knife and a heart. <laughs> oh my god. I will, mm. He passed out, uh, curiously, I don't know. He had a heart condition. And I picture that delivered in like, um, what's the guy who's in Jurassic Park? The old man? No, no, no. Wayne um, Newton? No. Wayne Newton? <laughs> no. Um, Jeffrey Goldblum. I picture it oh. as him delivering. I don't know. He was stabbing the heart. Like <laughs> I picture it like very seriously. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened. The guard, you know, he just he had a heart condition. You know, like a hole in the heart. Knife was from a knife sticking out of there. It's just crazy. How could it ever? And then also, as Chicago, you saw me alive, and I saw you dead. <laughs> he ran into my knife yeah. nine times. So the amount of times we quote that only song from Chicago. Oh my god, it's so good. It's the best song. Well, I like that, and I like the razzle dazzle too. Sometimes when I'm typing, I'm like, I dance to all the to all that jazz in a recital. Really, my god. And I like the one Queen Latifah sings. Oh yeah, it's only when she does to Mama. Mama's stroking you. Stroke. Stroud, pain in the ass, dealing with all shit. shit. Yeah, literal bird shit. Moonshine. Everyone hates him. His they discover that, yes, they discover that he's selling alcohol and they're like, you got to get out of here. You got to go. His wife does not yet hate him. Wife doesn't hate him yet. So he is. Does trans- she start to? Because I hope so. We'll get there. So he's transferred to Alcatraz. It's December 19th, 1942. And he is prisoner 594. He is meant to serve a 17 year term at Alcatraz. What I don't understand is his sentence was commuted to life in solitary confinement. Why? When he is brought elsewhere, it turns into 17 years. 55 yeah it turned into 17 years 
Or was he expected to leave Alcatraz after oh, maybe. and go somewhere else? And go somewhere else. That's a possibility. I don't know. I thought that was curious, and I don't know what happened there. Or like, California surely has life imprisonment law. Like, there's no we've banned life imprisonment. Yeah, that's it's not death a thing. penalty. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it seems like this transfer was not very well put together. He was How given, was he able to if he married in Kansas? Uh, well, they've just bypassed that whole law. There was like, an old you. law, and they were like, yeah, sorry. Like, those things of where you can't, like, chew bubblegum on a sidewalk uh-huh. and whatever. So he was given 10 minutes notice prior to leaving Leavenworth. His birds and all his bird paraphernalia were sent to his brother. Are you fucking kidding me? Could if you, you imagine? Bitch, if you were in jail and you were like, just send these... 300 birds and this bathtub for moonshine to Ellen. I would kill you. I would come to Alcatraz myself and I would murder you. And like the cost to ship it. Oh Why? God. Like he's gone. Let the, the people be free. And I also picture it as like zero notice whatsoever. And, and they it, just show up on his yes. door like Amazon. Somebody's got like birds on strings, like balloons. They're like, they flew themselves there. They carried the bathtub. Here you go. Airmail. Express. You like this or not? So, whatever. In 1943, for the first time in all of this, Stroud finally is assessed by a psychiatrist. The guy's name is Romney M. Ritchie. And he diagnoses him as a psychopath with an IQ of 112. Okay. Above average. Slightly. A psychopath? What are your thoughts? Yeah. You think? The way he wrote about stabbing a man in the heart. Well, that's fair. Like, he clearly... Absent to that information. Well, I don't think he has any empathy. I don't think he has any concern or awareness for other people. Is that sociopathy? They're... They can be used interchangeably. And usually the only difference, if it's specified, is, like, the psychopath does shit on his own. The sociopath will do it if they're paired with a psychopath. He's doing it on his own. He has nothing at this juncture, of his former life to attend to. So he starts writing an autobiography. And bitch, if I didn't look everywhere for it, down left and center for this, the autobiography is called Bobby. And I can't find it anywhere. what the fuck is his name? Robert Stroud. Okay, I was like, wait, I... His name is Stroud. (laughs) Well, you kept saying Stroud, I'm like, is it... Who's Bobby? Like, is it even his first name? Because he's a lunatic. I... All I want is that, because it talks about him and his life and how he got to... That, what, that fatal moment when he was 19, uh, uh, all I want is that it's not published anywhere. Because when things are published when you're in prison, they go into the prison directory. And the prison library is available on, online in any state. You can always go and you can see what people are publishing. Because they're published through the system if they're done well. His ornithology documents are not published because they were smuggled out secretly before the secretary was there and published. And he started making money until it was caught. So Bobby, I can't find. What I can find is his other document, it's a history of the penal system from his perspective, called Looking Outward, a History of the U.S. Prison System from Colonial Times to the Formation of the Bureau of Prisons. You can find this. It's at the Missouri State Digital Collection. Um, They have online copies, and I'll post the link in the notes if you want, but I couldn't find Bobby. I don't know. That's the only one I want to read. I don't know why I'm going to Google right now and just hope it's magic, but... Oh, do you want me to just send you the link? No. Okay. So... <laughs> so Bobby apparently talks about an early struggle with embracing his own homosexuality, which is why I thought that was going to be an interesting component to add here. The books have just recently slipped into public domain, though, because 30 years have passed since everyone has been dead. So maybe soon it'll come into 
Hmm. Maybe they're, like, going through those documents to see, like, if anybody has... If there's, like, a note from anybody who is still alive or about anybody who's still alive. So we'll see. It sounds like Stroud was not the only one who was becoming aware of his homosexuality. Uh, because apparently, whenever anyone was near Stroud, he was to be watched very closely, and his sexual tendencies were overt and unwelcomed. The word for an aggressive homosexual male is a wolf, and so these wolf-like tendencies, along with his failing health, got him into the prison hospital. So he's in this prison hospital for years after his death, because nobody wants to be around him, and he's freaking everyone out. Like, the guards don't want to be accosted every time they walk past, like, just to make sure he's doing okay. Stroud died on November 21st, 1963. He was 73 years old. He had been in prison for 54 years. 42 of those were spent in solitary confinement. That's a long fucking time in but solitary. But it wasn't solitary. Well, I mean, it was solitary away from other people. But he still was had a secretary. He was talking to the outside. He was going True. between rooms. Like, that was not the typical the solitary experience. As I mentioned earlier, there is a movie about his life. But the movie is actually based on the book, The Birdman of Alcatraz, which was written by a Stroud sympathizer. So that movie paints him in a very sympathetic light and Mm -hmm. is like, oh, this poor guy, he was sentenced to solitary. It doesn't talk about the stabbing. It doesn't talk about what got him there or like his feelings about it. It doesn't at all say that he was like, oh, just had a knife sticking out of his back. I don't know. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You're all angry now. That's literally it. There's no doubt that he did, I will take nothing away from that, make enormous contributions to the field of ornithology. If people were dying of the septicemia, birds were Could not have people. done it, but not in jail. Yeah, maybe if he just... But do you think he would have gotten involved with birds in jail, or that was just like a happenstance? Happenstance. I, I think probably not, but I think it would have been preferable. For him to never go to prison because someone else would have researched birds and figured yeah, that the fuck out. Fair. And it might have taken a little extra time, but I'd take it to and also, get those lives like, back. like, not a dick, but, like, it's not cancer. hmm So, like... But is it avian flu? Bird septicemia? No. no it's, I like, like, internal. Yeah, yeah. So, this guy, this who wrote this book... Who sucked his dick and loved him and blew smoke up his asshole. Loved Stroud. The people who actually served time with him... And knew him from prison. Because, like, even if you're in solitary, like, there's moments if you have to go to the nurse or something, you have to walk past Jed and Pop. Like, people know you. Your fucking birds are shitting on my toilet. Or, like, if I've spent $5 even, I I imagine is such valued currency, like, five literal dollars on your commissary. If you bought a thing and you and I are in prison and we're going to make a little cake and a bird comes and shits on that are you kidding me? Like, the only thing we have to look forward to in our lives for the next 12 years is this little tiny cake we've just made. And you've shed on it. And a fucking bird shed on it. Go to hell. So his fellow inmates say that he was sinister, dangerous, and extremely unpleasant. One person who, like, served time with him but got out because he wasn't serving a life sentence said that after Burt Lancaster played him in the movie, said afterwards, I think Burt Lancaster owes us all an apology <laughs> for the way that he, he was like, Paid him, played him sympathetic. Oh, like yeah, Snow White. very Snow White. Like, like people, they're holding his veil yes. when he gets married. Jinx Bird, Monsoon. Bird's like, oh my god, that was so cute. I know. Bird's like made his jail costume yep. and like, <laughs> yes. Hold up a thing so he can shower. So Stroud had reportedly been found dead of natural causes um, at his death. And he was um, found by a close friend who was also a convicted spy named Martin Sobel. So what is a prisoner doing walking down solitary like that? Mm. To me, also speaks to, like, you weren't really yeah. solitaried. 
Obviously, if you go to visit Alcatraz now, there's an entire hours-long audio tour about Stroud that is their most famous resident, and you But can... shouldn't it be at Leavenworth? Well, Leavenworth is still open, I guess. Yeah, but also, like, when he went That's to... where he had his birds, was a fucking Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. And when it, he went to Alcatraz, his only real contributions was were, like... Book. Yeah, he wrote two books, and he got real sick. Like, yeah. Okay. And was, like, homosexually assaulting everybody. So... But supposed to be in solitary. Here are my thoughts for you. Can you be a psychopath and still be a productive member of society? Yes. Most psychopaths are. Most psychopaths don't kill people. They make it up the corporate ladder because they'll step on anybody to get there and they make all the money because they don't feel bad for fucking other people over. So um, here's the... Yes. Here's the definition, just as a reminder. So psychopathy is a neuropsychiatric disorder and it is hallmarked by deficient emotional responses, which I think is evident in his writing about the death. Mm -hmm. Lack of empathy, again... When all of the other prisoners, like, also, any of those prisoners who contributed to that fund, goodbye. Your sentence is over. Thank you. Lack of empathy and poor behavioral control. Yeah. All of those, yes. Yeah. It usually displays itself through persistent antisocial deviance and criminal behavior. And the only trouble I'm having here is with the word antisocial. Because when I think, when I hear antisocial, I think of, like, not desirous of social interaction mm, but that's not what but it means it's not in that what context. it means yeah and i think here what they're saying is like not having an awareness of other people's rights and like anti-social is like going motivational interviewing what like the the right to be alive like your oh um absolute worth absolute worth so i think he like having a complete lack of awareness of other people's absolute worth and it really does break my heart to think about 300 birds infiltrating when I'm already serving a sentence mm-hmm. that maybe I'm not even guilty mm-hmm. and I'm in this prison and now birds are shitting on me daily because this asshole in solitary who really did kill somebody is, and and maybe it was a mercy killing. I think he just wanted his money. Yeah. Antisocial in this context means like anti like social norms. Mm-hmm. So what society thinks is appropriate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck and they do whatever without any concern about what society thinks. So it's not like they don't talk to people and no, stuff that's all i want a lot of them because they have that fake their that charm and that they're probably more social than you no oh, absolutely everyone's more social than me please the all the psychopaths social than me. the birds do you think that solitary confinement was helpful for him do you think that solitary confinement in the real definition of what solitary confinement should be not what was happening here would have been helpful for him define helpful do you think it would have rehabilitated him no why? I don't think he was able to be rehabilitated. I don't think he was able to be reimbursed. He couldn't be reimbursed. <laughs> it's absolutely... I'm sorry, you've racked up quite the bill. And we can't possibly pay you We at no. Vogue here will not be paying your credit card And I don't think Morocco. psychopaths can be rehabilitated. It's a personality disorder that isn't treatable. You yeah. can just keep them away from society so that they don't do more That's damage. That's what my next question was. So do you think that keeping him in the way that solitary confinement was experienced for him... Was helpful. Maybe more helpful for the gen pop than for him. Yes. Do you think that it helped his productivity? Yes. Do you think if he had been in general population, he would have written books and done things? No, I think he would have killed more people. If Stroud had been left to his own devices in society, had he not killed that person when he was 19, do you think he would have continued killing and been uncaught? So if he didn't get caught at 19. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yes. I don't 
think he wouldn't have gotten caught and I don't think it would have been like serial killer-esque. I think he just would have found himself in situations where he took it too far and he killed people and I think he absolutely would have been caught. So in justifiable situations where it's justifiable to be, justifiable maybe to be angry, mm-hmm. he would have killed. Yeah. Do you think that would have led to an e- a more immediate conviction? Like I think it's easier to catch if I kill you for a reason than if I'm just out there killing. Yeah. You know? And then my last question for you is, do you think that Stroud's ability to own, care for, and write about birds in such a caring way is contrary to the ideas of psychopathy? No. Why? Because you can be intellectual and curious, and when you have nothing else to do, Mm. you can direct your energy there. Like, and just because you can keep animals alive in, like, the dark triad and you're killing animals, I don't, not every psychopath has to have that. That's fair. And so I just... And also some, as a psychopath, you maybe- What is the third dark triad? Animals, fires, peeing the bed. Peeing the bed. Oh, we'll get there. Wait Mm -hmm. until you talk about the clutters. Um, But it also could be that he can identify more with animals and not people. And that's what makes him the psychopath. Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. have empathy for that. But I think he was just biding his time. He found this cool thing. He found out he could make money and get special privileges that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And he just made it work for him. I, well, I- most of the way I'm with you on that one to have found a cure for a disease. I feel like, but what else does he have to do? But just like a scientist, that takes a fucking lot. And it really takes, it takes a give a shit and it takes an, an understanding of the fact that you're wrong. Like the amount of times he probably tried to find a cure and was wrong and then tried and was wrong and tried and was wrong. Well, but like, if you think about it, if he's having these birds and people are buying his birds and his birds are dying, that's true. You want to find out how to keep them alive so you can make money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he, he probably found the cure by accident. Like, he wasn't scientific methoding it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything he did was self-serving. Even if it was good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Objectively. Yeah. It's I think a, he's a shit person. A bird shit person, even. Absolutely. And I think he... He got very lucky in the way he was treated in the penal oh, system. Can you see all... It's oh, all wow. shit everywhere. Just shit. Jesus. And they're everywhere. Like birds on his head. Right? Yeah, like I mean, there are people in prison now that aren't psychopaths yes. that are in general pop that given this chance could do a good thing, could be rehabilitated and sent out on their merry way and maybe go to college for whatever the fuck. Yes. He like he just got very lucky that everyone hated him and wanted him nowhere near them. Yes. And everyone literally did hate him. Like, even, I think it, it speaks to his psychopathy that the warden, Biddle who was like, this is great. You're doing great. This is wonderful. I can't wait to write about this. Oh my god, reform. And you've been rehabilitated. It was immediately like, mm. What? Oh, wow. You're a lot. You're a lot to handle. This escalated I gotta quickly. get you the fuck out of here. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta fucking Because go. it wasn't rehabilitative. It was, and it also, I don't think, in any sense of the word, if you're being objective, that doesn't show rehabilitation. It shows that you are unable to control your prison and treat your solitary confinement prisoners in the way they should and also equally. Because you know there's other people in solitary oh. that aren't getting any fucking shit. And we're across that the would hall be embarrassing screaming birds. to me as a mm-hmm. warden. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Nobody can know this. Why are we allowing this? What do you think was going on? So when he was sent to Alcatraz, he wasn't in solitary confinement. He was going to serve 17 years in general population and immediately was like, 
Because he, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to the nurse. Yeah. And he spent, well, I mean, to be fair, he was sent there partially because he was, like, sexually assaulting everybody and they thought, like, they put him with this woman. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened with that? He just, he lived in the infirmary. No, but what about his wife? Oh, she just left him. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wait till you watch the end of the Staircase. I would love to talk to you about oh, that. Oh, I can't wait. It's very similar, I think. We'll have to do the Staircase because I think you and I have very different opinions. Oh, well, I haven't watched the this yet, but I watched the documentary. Yeah, I, I struggle with it. But what I'm referring to is something that I didn't know really happened until watching it. Mm-hmm. So it, I would like to hear your thoughts on that. I'm at the part where they are at the prison, or right, I guess they're being questioned, the sisters. And they're like, we found this on Robert's thing. Robert, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever his name is. And Michael. Op- Michael. And they open it. It is Alfred Peterson. Don't marry a fucking Peterson. You're going to get killed. And they open the vanilla folder. It's like, dicks, 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 sucking dicks, dicks. I was like, okay, HBO, calm down. Like, no need. We get it. You get sex. I get it. And the only one I ever saw was this one, because that was in the documentary also. That guy. What is the name of the guy that he was corresponding with? Oh, I have no idea. And, I don't know names. And he's like, relaxed like in repose with his hands behind his head that that picture was on the documentary also no no no. well it's just a top-up picture i don't know what's going on oh yeah i I am actually while that was not a bummer it is angering me Mm, i'm sorry a lot kind of and like almost serial level oh okay like it's just unjust especially now because you think about it and there are people in prison for, for nothing ridiculous, effect, not even innocent, uh, uh, but like now weed or whatever. marijuana is legal and they're just in there mm-hmm. and they didn't kill anybody and then they get to prison. And they just have to sit there and maybe be killed. Exactly. You're, you're in one of these idiots. Exactly. And they don't, there are people that can be rehabilitated. It is not a psychopath. It is not a guy that stabs a guard in the heart. Yes. Because so if you to kill, stab someone in the heart and look look in their eyeballs while they're dying, I just. But even like, like if you get in a fight and you kill a an inmate because it was survival, mm-hmm. still not great, but okay. But a guard that wasn't aggressing on you, there are bad guards too. He didn't by even all do means. anything wrong. Yeah, he was like in a rude because he asked you for your name and number and then asked the guy next to you. Yeah, and for you to have taken that personally, I think is a little bit of the psychopathy. Like absolutely. And it, it makes me very angry that he. I don't care what he contributed to birds because there's people that you know, have been arrested from selling drugs on the street that also maybe could have done it. But they're just... in Gen Pop. They're not given any special treatment and they're not white. Mm-hmm. So why? I was very interested in that, the difference between like when you think about taking care of an animal or even a child, like there are some really bad people who take great care of their kids, but are terrible people. Do you know what I mean? Like John Wayne Gacy, I have no reason to expect that he was bad to his kids. That well, he but might have been a great father. I think that was self-serving because it was keeping up the image so that he was not suspected. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think. Or what's his tits also? Ted Bundy? Yep. Thank you. When I point to the West Coast, you always know I'm I didn't Ted know where you are pointing. I was just thinking about how he had a stepdaughter or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. But he's got like, all these pictures of like him and them together with the wife and the but kids. But it makes and... me think of like, do you ever watch Dexter? Mm-mm. So I only watched like the first three seasons, but part of the whole thing is so he's a psychopath, he's a serial killer, but he makes the conscious choice, I'm killing bad people. So he'll find out someone committed a crime and got away with it and he'll murder them. Mm -hmm. But then he also, because he had some sort of like awareness, maybe not even conscience, but like awareness, toner's low, so low, that he 
knew how he was supposed to behave if he loved a woman. He knew how he was supposed to behave if there were kids involved, which there were. And so it was like a he practiced mm. to be that way. He was doing it, I think, a little bit more altruistically than a Gacy or a Bundy. But also it was to keep up so he's not yeah, of any suspicion. Also, he was like a blood analyst. So, like, that's a whole separate but thing. But if he was already in jail, do you know what I mean? Like, the benefit to... But it's like to occupy your time i guess because now you're just bored yeah and you're getting benefits absolutely like it's like imagine if that wouldn't have happened he would have sat in solitary and lost his whole mind well what do you think about the first three sparrows like that was it right like i'm bored let me grab these guys yeah i can fix them and then he saw then he was like oh canaries that's a thing Mm -hmm. and then he just saw what he could do with it yeah and just took whole advantage and everybody just let him and it's that shit it's that shit where, like, I don't want to deal with you. Yes. I hate you. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. You can suck at your job. You can do whatever because I I, I don't want to hear it. And yeah. I wash my hands of you and he just got away with it. I don't think he felt guilty for a single thing he ever did. Nope. And then the fact that, oh, I contributed. Then it just fed his ego. And I like that the mother was like, you know what? Absolutely. Go to please. Hell. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, again, I will never be a parent. But I like to think. That at the very least, if I had a child and I knew they did something wrong, I might still love them, but I will expect them to be held responsible. And I, you know how I feel about, I don't care if your family, I don't care how closely you're related to me. If you're not good for me, Mm -hmm. I don't need to know you. Blood is, the the whole thing, blood is thicker than water. That, it's not what that means. The second half of that is like, blood is thicker than water, but fuck that. And like, friends are better or whatever. (laughs) Actually, now I want to see what it is. But I I, I love her for that. And I really, because of that, um, yeah, the full quote is, ah, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Hmm. So it actually means the opposite of Your blood is thicker than God water. Well, not even covenant, than- but it's like if we have a covenant, we are, we've decided, we've made a promise. That's more important than the fact that we shared the... Uh, we were roommates. We were roommates. Yeah. Um, no, that's not what I mean. Um, but the, the thing with the woman, absolutely, whether we talk about it in an episode or not, after you finish... I was going to say, after you finish the birdcage... <laughs> Armin, after you finish the staircase, absolutely, we have to discuss it immediately because I feel like you're going to see it. You're going to know exactly why I want to talk about it. And I'm dying hmm. because I didn't know that that was a thing. And I was like, oh, my. And it's real. Uh-huh. That just added for. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, yeah, that was a good episode. That was very. Thank you. I um. So I was looking at I wanted to do an Alcatraz thing, but I wanted to do the escape from. And I was like, eh, there's not. I don't know what happened to them. And I hate when a, something's. Like when you watch Unsolved Mysteries and yes. you're so into it and then you're like, fuck, I don't know what happened. You're like, well, the show's Unsolved Mysteries. Oh my God. Well, when the guy, that one that, on the, the, the new Unsolved Mysteries, when he was on the roof of the hotel, it fucking, fuck it, fuck. There's a hole in the fucking ceiling. Just, and, but his legs are busted. Like, and there's a sandal. Bitch, I will think about that. It lives rent-free in my mind. I will think about it for the rest of my life. I wanted to do an episode. I'm like, fuck you. No. We can't. Until we get an answer. Yeah, absolutely not. But I'll follow it till the day I die. Oh, absolutely. An answer. There's and I yet. just only appreciate... The fact that when the other unsolved mysteries exist, I was too young mm. to have an awareness to want to figure it out. I was just like, and Robert no Stack is terrifying and he doesn't blink and I love his voice. Like that was, 
I was just into it. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a little older watching it, it was so, it was old. Like, you're talking about D.B. Cooper. Yeah. We're we're past that in life. exactly. So this, I'm, oh, I love it. I love it so much. But then I, end of every episode, I'm like, the fuck? And the fact that Tell me what, like, happened. Surely we can grab camera footage from every light stop. That's what I think it is. When you have an unsolved mystery this day and age, it's like, what the fuck happened? Dead. Ugh, fucking drums. Ugh.